Hello there, and welcome to episode 16 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me is your other host, my son, Colin. Yo. Yo Colin, yo. guess what today is? What? begin a new era oh <laughs> an era you go back an oh, era of promises fulfilled okay here on unknown regions <laughs> podcast oh oh have we been talking about this for, yeah we have been talk- i yeah. believe we have been talking about well i have been That's talking true. about doing a throne room star wars throne room series series well episode i guess since way back when way back in December of 2019, which seems like 70 years ago. True. Uh, I want to say I want to say it was the first episode. I brought this up as like, ooh, this would be a fun topic. Do you think it? No. Do you think it came up because of the Rise of Skywalker throne room? Oh, maybe. I'd have to go back and listen. But anyway, the point is, today's the day. Yeah. Star thrones <laughs> Tony heckled you for that i title. know i got heckled well i was trying to work a uh, game of thrones into it but and i was like wars of thrones i don't Oof. know if i like that it's not good <laughs> i like star thrones better anyways is good but here's what i realized as i started looking into this there are a gajillion throne rooms in star wars <laughs> okay. if there's one thing star wars likes it's a throne room I guess, yeah. There's a lot of throne rooms. I mean, you, there's not that many of throne there rooms. There really, really are, though. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I saw all the throne rooms we're looking at today. And across three movies, right? It's only... Are we only doing... Well, well, here's the thing. Yeah. So, once I realized, well, there's way too many throne rooms for one episode mm-hmm. of this show. So, we're doing a series yeah. called Star Thrones. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. And I kind of decided that, well, I guess the most obvious way to break this down is by trilogy and then have the TV shows be their own separate episode, maybe? Sure. Okay. Because really... You're telling me we're really going to do four episodes of Throne Rooms? Well, I don't... I don't know. (laughs) Okay. It just depends... Excuse me. It depends on the quality of content I can find. Okay, that's fair. Because I can tell you right now, today we're going to do the original Trilogy Throne Rooms. Mm-hmm. There was tons and tons of information, but that's the original trilogy. Like, there's all... There's going to be. Yeah, there, <laughs> yeah. People have been analyzing this stuff for 43 years. Yeah. So there's a lot. Yeah. But then when I started thinking about things like the Mortis Monastery mm-hmm. and... Is it called a monastery? It is called a monastery. Okay, cool. No, it should be. We're going to have to like discuss that when we yeah. get to that. Interesting term. Indeed. But anyways, there's just not... I couldn't even find, you know, information on the concept art. There was a, like a couple of pictures of concept art, which actually look exactly like what they made. Like, there's no, there's no development information. It's kind of cool. I mean, I really want it, though. I know, but I like that there isn't because it makes it more mystical. I guess so. Way. And it's just going to be us BSing and thinking, you know, <laughs> what do we think it means? I don't that's know. Okay. What do you think it means? I mean, that's what we're doing 
kind of, well, partially today. Well, partially, but I also have a lot of yeah. There's some there's some data. Data. Yeah. So many books. Research. So many heavy, heavy books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hear them? Oh goodness. They're really. ASMR. There's so many books. There and are. There are a lot of books right next to you. So yeah. So we're doing the original trilogy this time, and. Just to be fun, I think next time we'll just go to the sequel trilogy because honestly, I'm dying to do Snow Experiment. <laughs> okay. Like this whole thing, I want to say, okay. I I am so fascinated with Snoke's throne room. Of course, who isn't? It's iconic. It's just I'm pretty sure it's iconic, man. I would I would say incredibly amazing that if you see that movie, the throne room stands out as being the icon of the movie, Oops. set wise. Yes, I mean, maybe maybe. I guess crate is pretty iconic, mm-hmm. honestly. But the throne room is the first thing you see, right? You don't, you see crate at the end of the movie. Like this is like when he walks into that room. Right. Remember like, what Whoa. we were like. Remember our. Remember the, yeah. what you th- thought when you first saw that. Like what? I don't remember what I thought is happening. But I was room. like, theater. 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 Immediately theater vibes. But here's the thing. Here's I did actually think about for a hot minute, breaking this down. Uh, by actually just doing one whole episode about Sheev Palpatine. Okay. And his, his throne many, room. many throne rooms. Because <laughs> yeah. he, ba- yeah. he what did we decide? Okay, if we're counting the the one, um, his office, you know, yeah. on Coruscant, which I am counting as uh, a throne room. I'm sorry, but I'm counting it. I, I'm counting it. I don't know, man. <laughs> you know Sheev Palpatine thought of that as his throne room. I, you yeah, know I he guess. did. I guess. So we're counting it. So there's that one. Well, okay, here's my question, though. Where does he go when he gives those hologram calls in his, sh- like, uh, that shroud? Uh, Cloak? Yeah, because he does do Where that. Where is he doing that Where from? Where is he doing that? There is a secret closet. Oh. <laughs> no, I have just no idea. Just a camera on the wall. I'm just, just like, saying <laughs> he's got a secret closet. I feel, like, I feel like there's a robot chicken. Oh, maybe. About that very concept. Like, where does he go? to reclothe himself real quick for a business call <laughs> he's got a wall like a like in a like in a mystery mansion that flips around right oh i guess there's like a bat cave in there we do see him do that thing in rebels right where he's like changing back and forth between that is true so maybe he's doing that maybe maybe that's a good point maybe like he's not even wearing the cloak maybe he just maybe. portrays maybe, maybe he just, just uh, what's the people. word he projects himself in that way that's a, interesting Didn't just a thought that. anyway so anyway, if we're counting that, he has one, two, three throne rooms. Plus, we were talking about, we. my daughter brought up upstairs, well, did he have a throne room on the first Death Star? I'm like, well, I'm just going to assume he did. We just didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. he probably had like five throne rooms. <laughs> well, I don't want to assume that, though, because maybe there's like an EU thing that we don't know about. Like maybe he was hanging out in one of his uh, maybe observatories. Maybe. During the time. We don't know. I'm anyway, going to say there's four, but there are a lot. He's obsessed with Rome. And yeah. if you're going to count Snokes as one of his also, that's yeah. another one. The dude yeah. is obsessed with throne rooms. True. So we could have done a whole episode just on him. And maybe we might have to do a retrospective after oh. everything is done. <laughs> okay. And just be like, Chief Palpatine, <laughs> Colin, <laughs> what's up with you in throne rooms? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, uh, so that's what we're going to do. But first, 
current we gotta, events. We gotta do it. Okay. So currently there aren't a ton of current events. So I don't this know is why gonna... you say that. I see nine bullet points. Well, okay, but I was just kind of like, they're not like huge. Oh my God, this happened. They're you know? personal. So there's some personal. Some of them are very, very personal. Yeah. Number one, fine. order of business. Shout out to Mr. Matt Batson. It's a cool name. Who, I <laughs> know, it is name. a cool name. <laughs> Sounds like a superhero. It does. <laughs> Matt Batson. It does. Well, he is my superhero because. Honestly, dude. Uh. Last episode, we were talking about the Bendu. I had read a little bit of this comic series called Dawn of the Jedi that I think, what did I say? It came out in like 2012 or something like that. Probably. Um, Is it really anyway, that old? Maybe it was a little newer than that. That's but it crazy. was it was when Dark Horse, I think, was still handling the Star Wars comics. Anyway, I had just kind of looked through uh, online. I'm like, dang, this is a really cool series. And Matt Batson, who totally did not in any way, shape, or form have to do this, sent me the entire comic series. Yeah. What a what a beast. Super duper snaps. What a beast. And he Thank wouldn't you. even take money for the shipping. Like I was like, please, please at least let me pay for the shipping. And he's like, How did you contact him? Nah. Or how did he contact you? Uh we are in a uh Facebook group. Oh cool. Mutual Facebook group. Did you know him before this? I mean, just through the Facebook group, yeah. Oh, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, but that's the other thing. Like, it's not like we're, um, you know, best buds tied He's at the hip like, or anything. He's go. just like, here's some comic books. I'm like, what? That's sick, man. What? And anyway, they just came today, and I haven't had a chance to look at them yet, um, or read them yet. But gosh darn it, Matt Batson, why you gotta be so nice? That was so nice. That's true. That's thank you. That's awesome. So thank you. You're gonna have you already read them? No, I only know what I told you on the bendu episode just kind of the setup but the, the apparently there's a force war and there's all kinds of weirdness really? going on yes i'm cool. so excited to read it okay and i've been told by other people that's actually a really good series okay cool so i'm excited you said well don't you did you have written in here that we might have to do a uh that's on a different comic series but we can do one on that oh my too. gosh so many comic series i don't even know what's going on there's so many <laughs> i don't even know what's going on i mean so many in the past that i don't even know anything about right. but anyways um yeah there's another another comic series that we'll bring up in a minute uh second shout out as usual to brandon boylan my space son <laughs> i started to go shout him out every i know episode. we do because he's my space son and he's so... always so nice no we should he's cool uh okay so he okay First of all, back up. Oh. Uh, Cursed oh, is a show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Give it a watch. Because <laughs> it's good. Yep. She's obsessed. I'm pretty obsessed. <laughs> I think I've watched it five times at this point. Some it's of a that... short series. It's not, that's not too big of a... No, it's not. It's like, what, nine episodes, yeah. I think? Colin How many times it. have we watched Devs? That's the Oh, my question. God. <laughs> watched Devs 8,000 times. <laughs> so, anyways, um, Cursed is on Netflix. It is a... Um, based on a book, I think his, the author's name is something Wheeler. I can't remember his first name. And right. then Frank Miller is the illustrator of the book. But then the two of them are actually uh, writing and producing the show on Netflix. That's cool. If that makes any That's sense. That's so weird. Um, they write a book and then they themselves produce the f- show. I don't feel. Yeah. Is that normal? 
It's a little odd. That's a little odd. That's what I thought. It's the cool, fact that though. the illustrator is helping, like, that's super and weird. And what else? The other thing that's odd is the book and the show, there are things that are different. Mm-hmm. So that's always interesting to Maybe see. Maybe it's just their attempt at making a variation of what they made. And then just sometimes I think things read differently than they mm. show, you know, so they have It to... could be that, though. It could be just that they wanted another take on their story. Maybe. I know anyway. composers do that all the time. They'll, like, publish the same piece under two different names, but have small cha- oh, small changes. It's really? kind of weird. Yeah, don't. a lot of people don't do it, but there are some, some famous examples. Well, anyway, um, Brandon watched it, too, and kind of got obsessed with it, too, and we both were, like... He's like, oh, my God, the main character, Nimue, is just like Ray. And I'm like, oh, my God, the Weeping Monk is just like Kylo Ren. And, and he's like, oh, my God, let's write articles. So we did. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so <laughs> nerds. I wrote a piece about uh, comparing the Weeping Monk, which is the character on Cursed, to Kylo slash Ben. And Brandon wrote a sister article, I guess, uh, comparing Nimue to Ray. And those are both on the Clashing Saber Network online blog. If you want to check those out, heavy duty spoilers for Cursed. Watch it first, then read the pieces. Or if you don't intend to watch oh. it or you don't care if you're spoiled, go ahead and read the pieces, I guess. But <laughs> it'll make a heck of a lot more sense if you watch the show. Uh, true. Uh, speaking of Cursed, short little plug in the future, very near oh. future, next week, hopefully. Uh, I've been invited to talk about Cursed. Wow. Wow. What about me? Kylo. What about me? You haven't even watched the show yet. (laughs) You keep saying what about me. I'm kidding, dude. You have to actually look at the stuff. I don't care. Plus, it's girls with sabers. (laughs) Yeah. Not Well, do they? I'm I'm genuinely curious. Not girls and sons. Do they have dudes on? Huh? Do dudes go on that podcast? They do. Oh, they they do? do Okay, cool. It would have been cool if they didn't. I was just asking. They honestly don't have guests on a lot, which makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. I've been on the, This will be the second Better time. Better not screw on. it up. <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to screw it up. This but is your anyway. second time, though. Yeah. What were you on it the first time? For what? Uh, the Oh, Rise of Skywalker novelization. Oh, yeah. I remember that. When that whole thing happened. Um, but anyways, so look for that. That will be on the Girls with Sabres YouTube channel and they usually do live streams so i'm wondering if it, it, they're they're shooting for next week so cool that'll they be cool so, huh oh is that what you have on the tv sometimes through youtube yes sometimes oh yeah okay cool yeah but that's i usually they're not live streaming when i'm listening to it on the tv usually it's, oh i'm just listening to it backlog okay, okay. Um, cause I very often miss the live streams cause I'm very bad at that. Right. But anyway, uh, so thank you to girls with sabers for inviting me on to talk about cursed and Kylo Ren and well, sequel. I think it's, we're going to talk about cursed and the sequel trilogy and how related they are. Cool. Um, okay. So this just got announced today. New news item that Vader immortal. Oh, cool. Is coming to PlayStation VR on August 25th. Hype. Which well, you have. Well, you have Oh, yeah, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. So maybe you can actually play this. True. I that could. would be fun. Yeah, I didn't know this was happening. The story of that in that game, I know you love, love, love uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I do. Which I also think is a great story, although game I... bangs. I really haven't gotten to watch you play through it still. My bad. I'm busy. 
And I really haven't been reading details because I've been waiting to watch you play through, but now you're going back to school. So Why don't you just look at the details, man? I know. I might as well just It's not it. that big of a deal watching me do it versus learning reading yourself. I know. Yourself. It's fun to watch you. You can also watch a gameplay video yourself. I'm sure there's a bunch of streamers out there who have done it already. I'm sure. But anyway, so that's maybe exciting if you are if you like VR. Yeah, that's cool. I, I didn't even know that was happening. But mostly, they literally just announced it today. Oh, cool. I saw it. I Googled Star Wars news, and that was the first thing that came up. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's cool. I That's kind of big sh- news, I feel like. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything important Okay. Uh, before we recorded. But okay, anyway. On, like Mustafar. Yes. That's the whole lore on Mustafar. It's so cool. Yeah, it's cool. So neat. And then, oh, this actually is my favorite news item of the week. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was the first person. To balk and roll my roll my eyes when they said they were doing another friggin' Vader comic series. Fake fan. Because why? Because I was like, but why? But I know, dude. Why? I know. I understand. Well, now I, feel like I there's know. Been a lot. Now I know why. Because this Vader comic series, it's uh, Greg the Greg Pack and Raffaella in. I can't. I'm. I'm gonna butcher this. Yanko. Name. Yanko. Yanko. Is the artist so. and Greg Pack is writing it. Uh, n- number three just came out. It got postponed and it finally just came out. And you just have in all caps. Good. Good. <laughs> it's so good, you guys. And I'm not gonna spoil anything, but let me just say, I get the vibe from this comic series like I got from the Mandalorian. Femme gaze. It's very. It's just, it's a bait and switch. Like, you think it's going to be this Vader series, you know, because mm-hmm. it is called Vader. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. But there are things happening in this series that I never would have imagined. And let's, okay, this is what I'll say. It interweaves with um, Queen's Shadow and Queen's Peril, which are Books. novels. Yeah. About Padme and the Handmaidens. Okay, yeah, yeah. So these, these, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. So I know there's a lot of novels, like mm-hmm. Star Wars novels. I am actually intrigued to read about Handmaidens. Like out of all the books, I feel like that is so much of a deep cut. It's like, what's going on there? Because if they made a whole book about them, like that's crazy to me. You know? And let me, I'm just saying, it's probably some of my favorite. Disney era lore, like oh, cool. something that they're focusing on that, you know, I- I'm just like, this is the coolest thing ever because <laughs> yeah. you see these handmaidens in the they're prequels. They're just soaking around. <laughs> and they don't, you know, you meet a couple, you know, a couple of them by name. Yeah. Mostly because they die. Yep. In service. <laughs> True. But they have this whole thing going on. Yeah, it's weird. And it's, it's weird. It's just weird. It's very, very cool. It is me. cool. It sounds cool. So this Vader comic, I will just say, is kind of inter- interplaying with these uh, novels that are about Padme and the Handmaidens. Yeah, it's cool. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah, no spoilers. Uh, So yeah, it's not just about Vader killing a bunch of people, going off, doing something I would brutal. be okay with that, though. <laughs> well, we've had a lot of I that. Know, it's know. like we how I much. Know. That's why I, w- I was skeptical when they announced this. Like, oh boy, really? We need another Raiders. But 
Yes, well, we do need this one, actually. Uh, I mean, okay, this is maybe kind of a stretch, maybe. But, I mean, you know the ending of Clone Wars? The very, very the end? season? Yeah, the last yeah. season. I feel like we're going to get a lot of that version of Vader. Like him just kind of walking around and finding things and just looking at it. Emo Vader. Yeah. That, because, <laughs> you know, because... He's pretty emo. He wasn't the... emo until that. He's I pretty... haven't seen anything emo of him. He's pretty emo in this comic series. Yeah. That's why I like it. He was pretty emo in the Charles Soule one also. Gotta really? say. Okay. Kind of emo, yeah. Just, I can't imagine. It feels so weird to imagine him being emo. I mean, I mean I've seen it in Clone Wars, I guess. Like, but it's Anakin. It. Of course he's emo. I know, I know. But it's, you know, sometimes it's hard <laughs> he's to a connect Skywalker. that those are the same people. He's a drama queen. Yeah. You know. True. So, anyways, uh, highly recommend. Anyway, they previewed number four on StarWars.com a couple of days ago, and just my Twitter timeline exploded because the preview <laughs> is something. Let me just tell you. And I actually bought an extra copy of number three because the first panel, oh yeah, you want full page, like you open it up, the first full page is a panel that is so beautiful. Mm. The artwork mm-hmm. that I went and bought a second copy just so I could frame that page. Oh, God. Okay. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> okay. It's got butterflies on it and okay, one of them's hey, hey, blue. Hey. I understand. Okay. That's fair. You probably could have just gone online and found that picture and printed it out for free. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want the real okay. page. It's, it's like four bucks. Who cares? Okay. And plus, everyone, support, it don't matter. support your local comic book shops that are struggling. That is true, actually. That's a good point. Probably struggling. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, buy two, three copies. Why not? Yeah. Okay, so on the book train. Yeah, lots um, of books. So the new Poe book came out, Free Fall. Not really interesting. Interesting. It's called Free Fall. Do you know why it's called Free Fall? I don't. Okay. It's backstory. Oh, him yeah, okay. Meeting like Zori. Okay. Being a spice. Is uh, the dude in it? That little dude? I don't know, actually. Dang. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> I don't know if it. he's in What's it. His name I, I again? just. Dang. Why am I, what am I blanking? Uh, oh, jeez. I'm blanking. It's like too. Bibbo. It's not Bibbo. It's not Bibbo. That's, that's uh, a character on Resistance, Bibbo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Voiced by our friend Bob Bergen. Name drop. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. I just nailed that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> ah, whatever it doesn't matter but Babu okay. Frick oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my God. see I was close you were Bebo, close Bebo Bebo Beba so... Beep Boop oh no Babu okay so confusing. Uh, I'm just not interested in this book <laughs> I've had friends read it didn't like it oh. so I'm gonna take a pass um haven't read Queen's Peril yet haven't listened to the Dr. Avra audiobook Jeez, yet <laughs> I and I wrote in the notes I basically suck at reading right now yes I do Oh, uh, you did. <laughs> I but, mean, I mean, I have been... You've been researching, bro. I've been researching. No time for that. I've been writing articles about Cursed. Mm-hmm, that too. Yeah, that took you a while too. That did. I've been, like, doing stuff, actually. Yeah. For once in my life. I don't think it matters, man. If you don't read every single little thing, I think I know, okay. and I I have no intentions to. I'm not the best well, reader. Well, Queen's Peril, is that about Padme? Yes. Well, haven't you read that yet? I feel like you'd like that. Um... I don't know. And honestly, Dr. Aphra needs more rep. The, the most rep she can get so we can get some good something on screen. The, the one thing on this list that I just mentioned, I will do the Dr. Aphra audiobook. I'm just, I've told, I've probably said this before on the show. I have a weird 
problem with audiobooks. I can listen to podcasts 24 hours a day. I can listen to podcasts and, and I guess it's because I don't have to literally focus on every single word and picture it in my mind what's happening. Right. Audiobooks, I can't be doing anything else if there's an audiobook play. I can can't be cleaning. Not? I can't be cooking. I have to focus okay. on an audiobook. Can you not just find the script and read that? Uh, well, that's what happened with Dooku Jedi Lost. I actually yeah. just waited until they yeah, published it. But yeah. I don't want to wait with this one. Because I have okay. listened to about five minutes of it. Sounds good. Oh, my God. It's so good. Okay. So here's my plan. Start exercising again on a regular okay. basis. <laughs> yeah. And instead of watching TV or or maybe I'll go walk outside if it's not a trillion degrees out. It's been nice recently. It has been. Uh, I will purchase this audiobook because I want to support and I will listen to it that way. Okay. Cool. So that's my plan. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll just tell you everything plans. that happens because you won't have time to listen to this. <laughs> no. <laughs> when school starts. Dude. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Okay. So I think that anything else current event wise you have in mind. And Star Wars related? Star Wars related. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, uh, Chrissy Carew follow me on Facebook. It's pretty hype. <gasps> Chrissy Carew follow me. Follow me back. I mean. Oh, that was exciting. He yeah. was very excited. Chrissy Carew follow me back. <laughs> Thanks, Chrissy Carew. Yeah. You're the best. Thank you. Um, that's it, pretty much. Okay. I, I mean, is there really anything? It's else? been kind of a slow news cycle. Oh, um, I did see a rumor today that possibly the Mandalorian trailer is going to drop oh. Oh. towards the end of August, like when there's basketball games on again. Oh, and I'm going to assume an ABC. This month? Yeah. Oh, I haven't even thought well, about Mandalorian, out, man. It's coming out in October, and they just, Disney just had their um, stockholder call. Yeah. And I had my fingers crossed the whole time. I'm like, please don't say you're postponing Mandalorian. Please, please, please. And they did not, and he just said it's coming in October again. Boy, so, I mean, it's all... With the uh, with the volume, why would you need? I mean, you just do everything real quick one day, and then you're good. They had already finished filming. I mean, that was what they said that they had already finished filming, well before COVID started. So, or like the lockdowns started. Mm. So basically, it seems like That's to cool. me it was all post production, which can be done. Honestly, can I just say? Know, can I just safely. say? I feel like the Mandalorian. We don't even get on a tangent, really. But I feel like The Mandalorian is the best managed Star Wars story that there has been in a while. So far. Bro, I know. I, this I'm just isn't saying, wood, I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, knock on yeah. plastic. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. like It's pretty well it's managed. Cra- it's so well oiled. Like it, like, it is just... There's not a single hit or... Like, no missing. I, I, I haven't found a missed shot. It reminds so me of during the production of The Last Jedi. We didn't hear boo about any problems. And it just came out and it was like, oh. they fit. It's the same thing. Like they finished early. Yeah. They had true. all this time for post-production. Yeah. Even the cinematography is kind of similar. So I'm just saying, yeah, I think you're right. I hope that's the case. It's like, wow, man. And it'll be so nice if it actually comes out on time because, you know, they, they postponed um, and I get why they have to. It's I understand. It's just a bummer, though. They postponed yeah. um, High Republic stuff. Right. So it would be nice if they actually got that show out on time. It People would be. would be so excited. I'll never forget when I watched the first, the pilot of that show, where I was, where what I was doing. I had an ensemble rehearsal, and I left early. 
<laughs> because I was going to miss it. Like when it dropped on Disney Plus. Oh, oh. So I left 10 minutes early and I told my friend, and I keep in my I'm section leader, so hopefully they don't hear this. But I, <laughs> I asked my bud, I was like, yo, man, could you cover for me? And he's like, sure. Because you have to watch a movie. And I actually left. Yes, I left during rehearsal. 10 minutes left, about. So and I went fired. to the composer lounge, like where it's at the end of the building. It's like a small room. There's some computers in there. I just sat there and I just like watched it in the lab. I feel like I was, was probably fun. texting and yelling at you like, oh my God, have you watched it? Oh my God, watch it, watch it. You did. You were like, dude, the ending. And then you sent Delaney's face. <laughs> and she was like, <gasps> she's freaking out. And I was like, oh my God, what happened? I mean, it's kind of a bummer that you know you're not going to have that reaction this time. But Who cares? Because that was just one of those reactions like, nah, that's priceless. what? Yeah, that's priceless. That was cool. Okay. So, there you have current events. Yep. Now, on to Star Thrones. On her. <laughs> okay. And her. Let's go. A-N-H. Yo. So, like I said, we're going to be talking super in-depth. Okay. Deep As in, cuts. you're going to be talking super in-depth because she did all the research. On Star Wars Turners, <laughs> and we're starting with the original trilogy. So I have three to talk about today. Ooh. Firstly, the A New Hope throne room. We're going to go in order chronologically, right? For this one, For yeah. the trilogy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Jabba's Palace throne room, and then we're going to talk about Mr. Sheev. Mr. Sheev. <laughs> Mr. Emperor Sheev Palpatine's <laughs> yes. throne room, which is yes. cool. <laughs> yeah, we just watched we just watched these scenes right before we came down, just to be like hyped. Yeah, and we were watching the end, you know, the end of Return of the Jedi, and we we're just both like, "Damn, they didn't have to go <laughs> this hard on this." I know they went so hard. They went so hard. But let's so start hard. at the very beginning. Also, I gotta, I gotta say this. Gotta get it off my chest. Mm-hmm. So we have show notes in front of us, and underneath "A New Hope Throne Room," the bold face, yeah, title. You have Dev and Production. When I saw Dev, I got a little excited. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I got a little excited. I was like, oh, moment of silence for Dev. Yeah, rest in peace. Wait, three seconds. Wait. All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, anyway, so let's go. We're gonna start with the "A New Hope." You know, awards ceremony. It goes by several names: awards ceremony, throne room, uh, great In hall. The score is t- is called throne room. Yes, it is. And as far as I can think, throne room slash credits. I believe it is the only throne room that has its own theme music. Yeah, I guess. I oh well. He doesn't call any other. Mo- motif throne room but it's just the force theme it's not though it's a fanfare and but it's a fanfare force theme. i guess the introduction of it yeah it's definitely you hear that music and you know yeah you're talking I, okay. about okay okay you know what? that's fair the end it's of a variation on the force theme let's just say it that. is a variation but but it's very cleverly used let's just say it's a cool it's a probably people's favorite other than the binary sunset maybe i have a theory i think he was inspired by uh spongebob uh no oh yeah you keep saying that. <laughs> i gotta find that I... sound bite <laughs> no i mean that is kind of what it sounds like but from shasti poop the one and only dude people order our patties <laughs> yeah uh the one and only shasti man festival overture okay but you think everything is but about dude, i'm just saying <laughs> it's a trumpet only 
fanfare, and then the orchestration follows as such, as does the throne room march, okay? I'm just saying. Okay. You can play it for me later and let me, yeah. I'll see what I Yeah, think. y'all can listen. Y'all should listen to it. It's really good. But okay, so we're going to talk score. a lot, especially today. Uh, Ralph McQuarrie's name is going to come up like Woo! every five minutes, basically, because yeah. he did so much concept design work for this. Yeah, you want to talk trilogy? about, you want to give like a minute of talking about who Ralph McQuarrie is? Ralph I'm sure McQuarrie. Not gonna know. Let's just say this. We were talking about this the other day. The four greats. If there was a Mount Rushmore <laughs> yes. of Star Wars people yeah. on that mountain face, obviously George Lucas. Yep. Obviously John Williams. Yes. Colin and I agreed Ben Burt would be on there. Mm-hmm. And the other one would be My Ralph boy. McQuarrie. Yeah. Because he just... It's the look of Star Wars. It's the look of Star Wars. Like, the, the... It just is. This came out of his brain. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And sadly, he has passed away. Ugh. Which is such a bummer. No! But I got... Okay, you guys. Seriously, if you ever see this book set on sale <laughs> oh, yeah. on Amazon Cop. Cop. again, get it. Because I got it for, like, 50% off, I want to say, last... It was probably one of those Christmas time Amazon days or something. Mm. It is a two book set of Ralph McQuarrie art. So much. It weighs a hundred pounds. <laughs> That's pretty I'm cool. Not lying, it's so heavy. I know you keep complaining about the weight, but it is pretty cool. Purposefully so. But it, they so much art in there. These two books are just incredible pieces of art themselves. Like, does and it, it say who like authored these? Um, I'm sure that it does. It's way I can't even so pick it up right work. now. But anyway, it's a textbook basically. Great, great books yeah. to have. Anyway, so interestingly, Ralph McQuarrie initially conceived a round structure for this throne room. For the, oh, oh, where Princess Leia Whoa. would be way up high on a platform. But I can see where that's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> How would she handle the I, she's throw just like, down? She'd <laughs> be like, catch. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> um, but the, I mean, the artwork of it is pretty. Yeah. Um, but then John Barry, the production designer, was like, um, no, I don't think that's going to work. So he's the one that suggested the, the square good. structure that they ended up with. Very good. And it would be more practical. Uh, and then also, interestingly... <laughs> This scene, it seemed, it says this scene may have been inspired. So I don't know that George has ever said that. I doubt it. That is where his visualization of this scene came from. So odd. May have been inspired by the German propaganda film Triumph of the Will from 1935. Um, But anyway, possible, but says that he could have taken this premise and applied it to the heroes rather than the villains, which. The Force Awakens, you're talking about that Force scene. Force Awakens, they really did apply it to the First Order quite a bit. That's the scene with the <clears throat> monologue. My favorite monologue of, of all time. Today. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> I won't say it. Let's get on. Let's okay. Um, so anyway, the throne room slash great hall yep. is, is located inside of a temple on Yavin 4. Yep. Oh, uh, that's where the rebel base is, right? Yes. So these these uh, concept paintings, early concept paintings of the Yavin temples actually have that cool Ralph McQuarrie font on them. Yeah. You know the font I'm talking about? Yeah, but I don't think they're going to know. It's used 
in um, Rebels quite a bit. It's used on Sith temples in the animated shows. Uh, it's on the front. If you've ever been to Disney World, this font. <laughs> She's obsessed with this font. It's I am cool. obsessed really with this cool. font. And I actually took a picture of it at Disney World. And if I ever get a Macquarie font tattoo, it's going to be <laughs> okay. the exact okay. replica of the one that I'm about to talk about, which is if you go see the little kids training to be Jedi, you know, right outside oh. Star Tours. Oh, yeah. It's all along the... There's like that temple front. Yeah, yeah. And all across the front of it is this Ralph Macquarie font that originated from this concept art yeah it's cool of the big temples not the not the throne room but the temple that houses the throne room right right so i'm going off on a tangent a tiny bit but no that's i mean you have the notes here they're in the notes man okay so actually oh wait 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 wait. before we go on yes talking about the yavin temple so Mm -hmm. there have been several video game appearance appearances of the temple room of this room yes so in star wars battlefront one the original it was one of the best maps, for sure. Like, that temple? Yes. There, it was, It was. I remember it. I, I'm pretty sure Delaney would remember. She likes the map, too, weirdly enough. And you know if Delaney likes it, that it's done well. Like, video game What wise. was the, what were you doing in the video game? Oh, uh, it's just, you know, Battlefront. It's just, like, one team versus the other team. And you're just running around. Yeah, Rebels versus Stormtroopers. Running around the map, just killing each other. Until oh. the last survivors, you know. Until That's we see who. It's basically a war of uh, uh, perdition, I believe it's called. Hmm. Where you're just killing each other. But, like, basically, it's in the temple, and it's, like, raining, and it's really dark, and it's super, like, run down. That's kind of the first appearance of it in a video game, I believe. And oh. then it's in Star Wars Battlefront, the new revised version, um, the EA version. and it's The temple? The, or it's the, no, but no. you can run around in the throne room? Yes. This is in the throne room. The throne room is in the new revised version. The original version, it was not the throne room. It was just the temple okay. and Yavin kind of yeah. surrounding the temple. Yeah. Super cool, though. Super fun. That is cool. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought I'd say that because I have, like, that is flashbulb memory. I can see those maps. I can see them. <laughs> that means you played them a lot, dear. Oh, so much. They're, well, they were, like, the best, <laughs> one of the best, you know, in the game, but... Anyway. That's cool. Yeah. So the look, what I'm saying is kind of the look made its way into the video game. Like, that's how cool it is, you know? And it has, like, the the vines and stuff growing up into it. Does it have Yeah, that? they basically tried to replicate it. I love that about those temples. They're neat. Yeah, they're and we'll talk cool. about it. we'll talk about, like, the, the in-universe lore of these throne rooms, too. Sure. But I want to talk about research and, or not research. I keep saying research and development. Because I used to work in the pharmaceutical industry, everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Development and production. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we have the actual... This Ooh. I was able to find. Deets. The throne room scenes were shot May 13th through the 18th, That's 1976. And they needed to move into the Shepperton Studios H stage, which is a huge, giant, cavernous uh, stage. Yep. Um, that's where they built it. Is that in uh, London? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so here's like what made me laugh. So <laughs> let me get my book oh, and let me put my reader glasses on because I'm 95 <laughs> years old, everybody. Oh my gosh. But seriously, the print in these books is so small. It is really small. I'm seeing it from here. Okay, so John Mallow, the costume designer. Oh, cool. God bless. God <laughs> bless. Like, uh,. Okay, I gotta clothe all these rebels for this Ooh, throne room yeah. award ceremony. Yep. Yeah. So he said, 
That scene wasn't in our budget, Malo says. Someone came in and said, of course you realize there are 250 extras in it. So we asked George, and he said it was more like 400. Oh. <laughs> so we really had to make do. <laughs> Nothing was made at all. It was all stock items. Wow. We took our gray rebel combat jackets and our pilot outfits, and we added funny caps. At Berman's in boxes, we found something like 200 U.S. Marine olive green stand-ups, which we left well at the back because they had buttons on them. And, you know, we don't have buttons in Star Wars. That's true. Um, That's true. We also found 200 French Foreign Legion costumes, khaki jobs. <laughs> That's cute. Khaki jobs with collars. So we added hats, scarves, and things. Dude's a nerd about clothes. <laughs> well, he's, this is his job. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the, the, fact, the funny part is, though, he's like... Oh, okay. Uh, well, A, we don't have any money for 250 oh. de- f- 50 extras. He's like, oh, well, it's more like 400. Bro, why didn't he care about anything during it this, It was just man? nothing ever went smoothly. It's it so was just funny. the ending. He's just like, dude, I literally don't care anymore. This wasn't the ending, though. They didn't. Oh. This was like. Was it filmed earlier? Yeah, it was filmed earlier. Why do they do that? It just, whatever works it's out with the, the schedule and whatever works out with the sets. I guess. The um, actors and everything. But it just makes me kind of... Gl- oh, true. That was a dumb question, of course. There's, like, the most people in that scene. It makes me happy to know, though, that this kind of stuff happens even when you're making a Star Wars. Like, it happens when you're doing, like, a children's theater production. Oh, <laughs> It's yeah. the same thing. Like, yeah, I've been there before. Yeah. I've been there when it's, like... Oh, okay, we have five showgirls, so I need to make five headpieces. And then they're like, well, actually, we had to add 10 showgirls, so now I need to make 15 with the same amount of money. And you're just like, yeah, right. (laughs) Sure, that's going to happen. Instead of just, instead of doing that, then you can just tell the art designer, okay, just draw them in. Like what Ralph McCarty does. (laughs) I guess, but not on the stage, you can't. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, uh, going on, he says, I think we asked George. Is Luke wearing his flying suit in his last scene, or does he go back to his own clothes? Malo continues. And George said, no, I think he had to look a a bit more like Han. It was a very last-minute thing, but we concocted an outfit like Han's in different colors. Yep. So that's where that sexy yellow jacket comes from. It was just a last-minute... I hate that. Last-minute concoction. I don't like that costume, man. You don't like the yellow jacket? It just makes it look so goofy, man. <laughs> well, you're wrong. I'm personally. sorry. I wish it. I wish I didn't think. That. I love the aesthetic, but I just the look alone, based on look alone, it's just. Do you know how many people? The blonde combined with that yellow jacket. But do you know how many people, specifically uh, females, who that is their number one Luke, hot? It's for the, like 15 seconds. It dog. doesn't matter. He looks the hottest that he's ever looked in that yellow jacket which was just thrown together at the last minute that's awesome gotta love it i like stormtrooper luke well come on (laughs) he's not good looking i mean that's not hot what are you talking about i just love that part i like how he's wearing the stormtrooper well it's i like that part but that's not but i like the look though i like him in the stormtrooper outfit it's cool all right um okay let me find Let's talk about... I still have to flip through, even though I marked these pages. Hang on. Hang on. Come on, dog. I couldn't write all this down. It was just way too much. Okay, so... Talking about the actual... The actual... um, Way that it was filmed and everything. So, it's hard to find... It's hard to find anything in this production that George was like, I love it! 
It's perfect. Honestly. He just really... He was really grouchy about... Such an artist, man. I know. I love it, dude. He reminds me of me. (laughs) So... I'm just kidding. I'm not an artist. I suck. Anyway. (laughs) The, um... Talking about the matte paintings and the actual... The lighting in the hall and everything. What do you mean by matte paintings? The matte... You know, like, when Ralph McQuarrie didn't... I don't think he did these matte paintings, but you know how he would, like, paint... Oh, yeah. That's all. Yeah. And it would... They would put it in with the real yeah. people, and it would just be a composite. Yeah. So. So weird. Um, it says that George had wanted a shaft of light to illuminate Luke, Chewbacca, and Han as they walked down the middle of the hall. I, yep. <laughs> with everyone else almost in black in nothingness. <laughs> but the production footage have not achieved that look, so he uh. wasn't pleased with the result. He felt that the people standing at attention on the sides were overlit. In fact, he couldn't make make our matte shot as dramatic as we might have because it wouldn't have intercut instead Mm. we compromised and made them dark but not all that dark and the great hall i repainted completely three times and this is harrison ellen shaw matt uh the matte painter that did this dang dude so um when you watch the scene you know it's like it's weird lighting it's weird. See, I don't agree. I really like it. Like, I wouldn't have liked it if it was like super. If it was super like dark, yeah, that would have been a little much. I feel like, but they just won, man. You can't right. like have. People... Well, the reason I think it works is because the rebels are equally responsible for the victory. Yeah. Like it's cool that you can see everybody because they are the ones who like fought alongside them. You know, Luke and Han, and you know. Like, like, I think it works in that way, but I do think it would have been cool to have it a little darker. It's a little too bright for me. See, I actually, I love that it's those slats of Yeah, but that, exactly, that's what I'm saying. If it was a little with darker. With this diffused light, just kind of heavenly diffused light I illuminating guess, the whole I space. Guess. I don't know. Give me two versions of that scene. Someone dim that light down. And then we'll see. I don't know. I I mean, maybe because I've been looking at that for 43 years and I just love, I love that whole design. I think it's so cool. You got to detach yourself, bro. But uh, I don't <laughs> know, George. I think you might have been incorrect about this. What? I really like it. No, dude. It's not incorrect. Um, so anyway, yeah, he wasn't happy with it. Is he really like upset about that? Well, this guy was like, he made me, I had to paint it like three times. Jeez, so. dude. That's crazy. Um, he said, so I added people on the side and then reduced, I don't know what all this technical jargon means, but... Oh, wait, read it. I'm curious. Then reduced the plate again and added men in black. Then I added another plate partway down the hall and added the shafts of the windows with burning light coming down the middle. Dang, this dude remembers. Which is what, I mean, <laughs> it's beautiful. Have. I think it's beautiful. It is. It's, it's great. Okay. Let's get down to my favorite... This is my favorite thing about talking about this throne room. And I apologize in advance because once you hear this (laughs) and know this, you will never be able to watch the throne room scene again without thinking about it. Okay, wait, when, where did you hear this? What do you mean? Where did you hear this? I will tell you. I'm just going to tell the story. But I want you to tell it before you tell me. Well, Carrie Fisher wrote about it in her book. Okay, cool. The Princess Diaries. All right, then go ahead. Gotcha. But I did the math myself. Okay, okay. Are you (laughs) sure, man? You didn't mess this up? 
I don't sure? see how it's possible That's that this is insane. messed up because, okay. again, I'm hyping it up. In the reference books that I have, it clearly states that they shot these scenes in the throne room okay. May 13th through the 18th. Okay, go ahead, drop the bomb. Drop the bomb. Okay, so this is. Yeah, let's say what you so called it. Though. It's and tea time. <laughs> and tea time. Settle in. Get yourself a cup. Yeah. I'm gonna be pouring some tea. Okay. Do you about think they can this, hear that? About this. Of course they can hear. <laughs> I'm gonna pour some tea about this throne room scene. Okay. So just for reference, May 14th is George Lucas's birthday. Cool. Which. Okay, so again, they shot throne room scenes between May 13th and May 18th, 1976. Okay. So Carrie Fisher writes in her book, The Princess Diarist. Yep. That. That's a great title. After shooting that day, I don't think she even, she doesn't say we were shooting throne room scenes. She just says after shooting on George's birthday, it was a Friday night and they had an impromptu birthday party for George. That's cool. The cast and crew. Yeah. This is the night. I wonder if George was like, we don't have time to party right now, ladies and gentlemen. He probably was such <laughs> a... Because if this was at the beginning of filming? No, it's not at the very beginning, no. Oh, okay. I, I guess I assumed it was. Um. But still, anyway, dude. this was... She writes in her book that it was the night that they went to... On a Friday night that they went to George's birthday party. His birthday's on May 14th. That... She and Harrison Ford started their affair. Bro! So, next time you watch the throne room scene, and they're all like, smile, smile, wink, wink at each other. Dude, he winks. He winks that, at you, dog. That is possibly the same day. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> that they started their affair. It's odd. Just it's kind of odd, dude. And kind of oh, weird. and I went and I actually went a step further and checked. May fourteenth, nineteen seventy six, was in fact a Friday. Okay. And she says in her book it was a Friday night. Dang, she got that memory. I That's pretty crazy. Well, she had journals. She kept journals. That's where this oh. book came from that she wrote. Oh, from her journals. Oh, sick. Okay. That's so. Cool. Next time you watch the throne room scene, just you will Keep never not be able to think. Oh my god. Rip my boy Luke, he never had a chance. He didn't. That's all I think. Poor you know? thing. He didn't. Dude. She actually does say in the book, I should have just hooked up with Mark because it would have been less painful and less problematic. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Gotta wait, uh, really? God bless her. Oh, Bro, sorry. whoa, wait, what? Yeah, she does. She's I mean, she Dang, didn't, dude. but she's I just know, saying but... if I was gonna hook up with somebody, I should have just hooked up with was Mark. It a problem? With... Was, he was closer to her age. He wasn't married. No, like, with Harrison Ford. I yeah, don't know a he lot was, about this. So. He was married. And <laughs> he was very emotionally distant. Okay. And um, Dang, dude. she never felt like... She just always felt like she was trying to get his attention all the time. Like, they were having an affair, but yet during the week, it was like they weren't even at all. Yeah, it's just weird, man. <laughs> That book is very interesting. I gotta check it you, out. You should read it sometime. I didn't know that existed. Yeah. So I, I just every time I see that scene now, it's like, ooh, they're gonna hook up later. <laughs> Plus, it's... forty years ago, they're gonna hook up later. <laughs> but you can't help thinking about it because it's it's Han and Leia first know, of all, so they are gonna hook up later. I know. And it's Kerrison, and they actually did hook up later. That's crazy, man. <laughs> it is really crazy. <laughs> 
Okay, let's so that, that was my favorite juicy bit. But anyways, um, <laughs> let's get back to actual lore. Yo. So, in-universe, uh, yeah, the, the Grand Temple, or Great Temple, sorry, is located Great. on Yavin 4, which is a moon that encircles a giant gas planet. Yeah. And that is where the Rebels built their base, because it had been, at one time, inhabited by this ancient civilization called the Masasi, who are the ones that built those temples in the first place. I didn't know that. Uh... Now you do. Ooh, and extinct. Now you, oh. Now you can answer a trivia question. I could, The next yes. celebration. That's a good trivia question answer. It is a good trivia question, Masasi. actually. Masasi. The Masasi. cool name, too. And I think that was from, like, an early draft of the script. Like, that was in Whoa. in there. Because oh the concept artwork that I was talking about earlier, where it has the Macquarie font on the buildings, uh-huh. it actually says, like, the, in the notes, Masasi. So somebody came up oh. with that word Ooh. pretty early on <clears throat> okay is that but the name anyway. of the language what is that the name of the language it's the name of the civilization but that they're just it's ruins so they don't really know anything about them or okay uh they suspect that um it was either the temples were either built on holy holy locations or maybe for scientific purposes but Ooh. there's been no canon really explanation of what happened to them or who they were we need to get some of that. Dude. But they, the rebels built, used those structures because there was no reason for the empire to, right, of course, care about that planet. There was, there was no natural resource to steal. Yeah, I mean, it's a boring planet, bro. There were no people to lord over. Like there was nothing. Uh-huh. They, they wouldn't even care about that planet, which is why they picked it for their base. True, and it's very. I know we've talked about, you know, our whole theory, our, our planet theory about. Like, live planets versus dead planets. Oh, yeah. Super live planet. Super live planet, but also no people. Yeah. Where'd they go? It's cool. So maybe someday... Under the radar, totally. Maybe someday we will get uh, a comic book or a video game that hints at what the Masasi were up to. Maybe. And why they built these temples. And That would be cool, dude. I, like I said, Yavin 4 has been used in so many video games already, man. Mm-hmm. And clearly based on... Uh, Jedi, what's that game called? Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order. There's a huge plot arc revolving around this ancient alien race that existed that were kind of like first found the Force and started trying to harness it, and through technology they like tried to create these devices that were like yeah, right? that does so sound like them kind of. They yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're not Masasi. I remember their names vaguely, but it's definitely not that. It's a different race. But Zepho. Yes, yes, I think so. Oh, where did I pull that from? I, I haven't know. even watched that yet. Super Star Wars-y name, though. I, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Like, there seem to be into that idea of lore building around mm-hmm. the Force right now in video games. So, like, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, maybe. It'll pop up sometime, maybe. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, this throne room is located in the Great Temple. And it's, like, at the top, pretty much. Yeah. Which, just in my mind, I picture—I <laughs> guess I pictured it like it was a big warehouse, and you just, so walk, you just walk in there. But no, it's like at the apex. That's cool. Of this, like, the pyramid tem- structure. The temple itself kind of reminds me of the design of a, um, oh god, I'm not gonna remember the name, but those those Mexican structures. Ziggurat. Yeah, exactly. 
don't they totally do i feel like because i mean yeah they're a little narrower but they kind of have that step structure yeah, to like them the stair and, step thing uh-huh and it does look like they have steps that go all the way up the sides in these yep. illustrations that i'm looking at yeah another about... great book by the way um Oh, yeah, totally. Star Wars Complete Locations. Yeah, that picture is amazing. Look what I'm looking at right The now. whole book is just full of really detailed illustrations of it has, like, the Great Temple in there. It has Palps' throne room in there. It has Jabba's throne room in there. Uh, just a million different Star Wars locations. I think it only goes up through The Force Awakens, though, so um, that would be cool if they would update that. Please. Yeah, true. <laughs> and then I can just spend another $20 and buy the updated version. But anyway, um, yeah. And again, like that, this whole like pyramid shaped type of thing. Yeah. We'll revisit it when we get oh. to um, uh, Palps' throne room. Oh, yeah. But that is a thing in Star Wars. Like it's. Mm-hmm mostly it's mostly related to the sith yeah a I lot gonna, of times oh, sorry just shook the table but yeah it's it's very sithy but in this case we started out with the masasi doing that which maybe they were up to some stuff who knows i mean they were talking about technology maybe maybe Whole locations maybe maybe trying to build a death star <laughs> i don't think so but that I'm was kidding. well after their time yeah um, okay, so and I'd also like to make sure that at the end of our discussions about these throne rooms, For we're sure. going to have a little editorial time. Yeah, what do you mean by editorial? It just means like what we actually think about, like what we like about them, what hot we takes. don't like. Hot takes, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but three things must be addressed regarding okay. each throne room. Okay. First oh. of all, something that I have noticed this is, that is odd <laughs> is, is that a lot of these throne rooms actually don't have a throne. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they have <laughs> they have a dais, which is the platform on which a throne would sit. Yeah. But they don't have the actual chair. For, right. Like to sit on. I mean, yeah. So in this case of the Great Temple or the throne room from A New Hope, there ain't no chair. It's just <laughs> steps up and a dais and a really cool, like, backlit type of a situation. Yeah. With vines and stuff. It's the only one that is backlit. Yes. I believe. That I can think of. Uh, yeah. Natural sure light. It is. Yeah. Naturally, natural light, which is that. I, guess, I love yeah. the design. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. George, that you don't like it, but <laughs> I think it's really beautiful. It is very pretty. Um, it perfectly matches the aesthetic of the end of that movie. It does. It does. Okay, so our three things we're going to address. Is there an actual chair? (laughs) Does it or does it not get blown up? Because a lot of them do. (laughs) And then we're going to rate the throne room. Oh, yeah. From one to five. And then we are all finished with this series. We are going to actually have our... Our tier list? Our tiered list. Our numbered list. Ranking. All of the throne rooms we've talked about. That's excellent. Okay, so we've established <laughs> there is no throne in this throne room. It does not get blown up. Yay! Which oh, is nice. I feel like there's lore, though, that it does. Why do I think that it does? Mm, I'm going to be upset if it does. I don't think it does. I don't they just know. leave. I feel like this one 
Why for do some they reason, leave, something's though? popping Why in my mind. Why do they leave Yeah. Right. Well, they know where they are. Do they? Well, How do they know where they are? Dude, they're trying to destroy oh, right. them. Are you an idiot? <laughs> I'm an idiot. What? Wait a minute. Oh, my God, dude. Bro, oh, you have God. always been confused by the concept of Yavin. Can we just talk about this? Yes, I have. Is and Yavin Endor. the planet or the moon? Yavin oh. and Endor mess me up. Okay. <laughs> Are they on the big red thing or the green thing? I apologize profusely for my <laughs> what is complete wrong with you, dog? lack of neuron firing right now. <laughs> yeah, so bad. You guys just We witnessed... might need to cut that. That was embarrassing. No, no, no. It's funny. Okay. Okay. Anyways, it doesn't get blown up. Nope. Okay. We'll assume it So, doesn't. Colin, rate that throne room. One to five. <laughs> One to five crowns. <laughs> okay. One to five. One to five chair cushions. Okay. <laughs> what? I don't know. One to uh, five. One to five. Uh, I'll just do it one to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We need to discuss what we're basing this on, though. You can base it on whatever you want. You can base it on aesthetic. You can base it it's hard, on okay. the fact that it's classic AF and it's just I know, runner. I know. <sighs> That's the thing. You can base it on. I, it's either going to be three or higher. I'm just trying to decide if it's going to be three or four. You can base it on the fact that it sounds like it was stuck together with toothpicks and gum. Yeah. But still but looked good. Look good. Yeah. That's what's special about it. I think also the music. Do I have yeah. to incorporate that into the throne room? You can use or... any okay, okay. Okay. metric I'm sorry, I'm sorry. you want. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Let me write this down because I keep track. Okay. So Colin says three. Actually, nope. Two. <gasps> sorry two that's yeah, really two. low yeah sorry why uh i like the i said earlier i like the aesthetic i do not like i actually i just i just don't like the lighting i actually don't i think it partially hits me too it huh. just looks super odd and stale the air is stale in that room when i watch that scene ouch i get a little uncomfortable i don't i don't really i'm not a huge fan of the like dimensions of the room i think it's kind of awkward how like it's like super tall but it's also super thin kind of at least from where we see like that back shot of everyone's backs as Mm -hmm. they're walking up to the front um i don't know it's just not very heroic to me as a throne room ending if we're talking about because this is also one of the only throne rooms in the whole franchise that has like a positive connotation that's true. So I would want there to be like zero negativity unless you are mad that Chewie didn't get a medal. Oh, oh my god. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Chewie doesn't get a medal in that scene? Come on, bro. Come what? on. He doesn't look like he cares. I'm just saying. <laughs> Whatever, dude. But he was probably the one who persuaded Han to come back. I'm just going to say that. He probably was. We don't know, but Okay, so you're giving it a 2. It's just kind of ugly. The composition's kind of ugly. It's it's just kind of I don't know. But the only reason I'm not giving it a 1 though is cuz of the music and the how just how classic the scene is. Would this That's be what's... easier for you if we rated it 1 to 10? Uh, or is that yes. too much? No, 1 to 10 would be better. Okay, let's do 1 to 10 then. If it's 1 to 10, I'm I giving it I feel like it a 1 three. to 5 is is pinning us in a little much. If it's 1 to 10, I'm giving it a 3. <gasps> yeah. Wow. It just does not do anything for me, man. Damn. As Ben Solo would say, jumping into a pit. Ow. <laughs> what? When he jumps into the pit, like, to get to Ray. Oh, Ben Solo. I ben thought you Solo. meant Ben Kenobi. I was confused. Assume when I say Ben I'm now. So sorry. I, I don't know why I thought Solo. that. Come on. 
Okay, well. Sorry, you're gonna pump. You're gonna pump me. I right. think that is outrageous. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. That's gonna be my lowest score, though, guaranteed. Egregious, outrageous, <laughs> preposterous, preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's where I'm gonna push back. Okay. Let's do a little clashing sabers here. Uh-huh. Clash, clash, clash. <laughs> okay. I'm saying clash, it gets po- it get first of all it gets points for being the OG. Yeah, that's why I included the two. It gets points for the theme music. Yeah. It gets points for being beautiful. I'm sorry. Again, George, I don't know. I I I, I, lo- I love it. Like that diffuse. I light. understand. I get it. It's supernatural. That's what the rebellion's about. Yes. The good side. I get it. It's in an ancient temple. It is. It's got the greenery, like, seeping in. The color palette is... If you like that color palette, okay, I can see where you're coming from. And I just love the fact... Earth I actually bones. love the fact, behind the scenes, Oh my it was God. a train wreck, apparently. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? Actually... Okay, so... Sorry, do your, do your score. And I'm going to redo my score. it is the origins of Kerosene. I can't ignore True. that. True. <laughs> I can't ignore that. You're I, a fan of the tea. I get your. I fan love of the, tea. the tea. And I also want to say... I believe it's that Leia hair, costume, jewelry, the whole oh. package, makeup, everything tied with Hoth Leia is my favorite. Oh, bro. And oh, you're Luke is sexy in his jacket. I don't care what you say. And <laughs> I'm not even a Luke girl. Like, TOS. TOS. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not even into Luke, but he looked. Okay. spectacular okay no i get it dude. i get it i get Han it Han actually looks like a bit of a derp you're a little you're clipping a little bit you're getting a little excited oh, am I? <laughs> <laughs> start talking about boys i get excited um actually no when i start talking about costumes i get excited <laughs> true true that han costume give he it looks, a score dog just give it a score he looks a little derpy and his okay. hair is not good so you're gonna give it an eight i'm guessing no i'm gonna what? give it Six. I gotta leave some room at the top because I know what I know, my, I know. What my <laughs> what's gonna be number vo- twelve. Yeah, what's gonna be an eleven on the <laughs> yeah. dial. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a six point five. Oh, we can do decimals? Sure. Why not? We can do whatever we want. What okay. do you mean? There's I no... wanna I wanna grade this it. This is unknown regions. I know. We can do whatever we want. It's crazy it's out here. We're in space. Uh okay. I actually wanna redo it. I like how you're doing it. You're basing it off of the perks. Of the throne room. I think of the negatives. I want to think of the perks to rank it. So I'm going to redo it. Oh my so, gosh. But this is going to be quick though. It's going to be a low <laughs> score. Trust me. Okay. But, but three is too low. I, I agree. Three is I too like low. it's in an ancient temple. Yeah. That's cool. I like the video game incorporate like how it's been incorporated into video games that are very close to my childhood. Like I got to give it a point for that. Okay. The music is epic. The... I, like I said, I love the aesthetic. I think the aesthetic is super cool, stylistically speaking. So style points. Um, I think the art is super cool and super stylized again. Um, do I have anything else? No, I think that's it. Get, I'll give it a five. Okay. I think that's a little more acceptable. Yeah. Okay. I, I can live with that. Okay. Okay. We got to move on. Let's All move right. On. Okay. My favorite. I'm trying to think if there's any, like, subtext or symbolism in that particular oh. throne room that is... I mean, I feel like those slats with the alternating dark light, dark light, dark light is nice. Yeah, totally. Whether that was intentional, 
<laughs> don't know. But um, that's nice about it. I like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Like and I do like the fact that, the it, is a, that it is an ancient structure. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. It's super cool. Like, this is, a, this is a fight that will go on. Yeah. This is a struggle between light and dark that will be forever for everyone oh, all man. the time. You're getting a real metaphorical but, right now. But, yeah. But, like, <laughs> green, the life. I get, yeah, I get it. I get it. Is. It's surrounding. Like. Getting in no matter what. True. If you want to, yeah, if you want to talk so about it like, from that point of view, there are, like, so many crevices and. I mean, the whole temple itself is basically just a mountain. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't think they built that. It was probably already kind of there, and they just carved it out. No, they did, actually. There's lore. Why didn't I write that down? Oh. I didn't write it down. Oh, I did write it down. (laughs) Um, That the Masasi got the stones from the moon's crust. Yeah. So, it's very much, they're they're compared, you know, it's like in uh, uh, comparison with the pyramids. Like, we still don't really understand how they lugged all those stones. That's kind of what this is alluding to. They don't understand how they got these stones from the moon's crust or core or crust. It would be that's so. It would cool. be crust. Why don't we have Yavin lore? I want more of the Yavin lore. Uh, and built this place. So sick, dude. All right. I dig. I also love the control room in the Yavin temple. Like that is the most oh, yeah. iconic. Like the circle screen well, on, the, yeah. on the table, bruh. So good. It's it's got that look on the screens, like but the lines and grid pattern. I know, but that we gotta talk about control rooms next. <laughs> you can That's do that huge, man. I love control rooms. They're so cool. Alright, so shall we move on? Yes. Skipping episode five. We're skipping wah, wah. episode five because really Too bad we're not doing a control rooms episode though. Because there's heck of control rooms in that. There movie. is about a hundred different control rooms. Seriously, man. Uh we're moving to Return of the Jedi and uh, we're going to talk about Jabba's palace's throne room. Never thought we would talk about Jabba on this podcast. I know. You know what? <laughs> I had actually blocked it out of my head. <laughs> because when I was thinking, okay, I did all this research on the Yavin 4 and Palps's, and then I remembered right. <laughs> very late in the game, as in, like, today. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a throne room in Java's palace. It's so funny. Crap, I'm going to have to do that one now. Yeah, you, you whipped that up real quick. I did. I I, I don't like Java, but I think I don't like Java because of his connotation with uh, uh, Leia and, yes, and he's just disgusting. <laughs> well, but, and he has but, sex slaves and I don't but, like that. But you can fit that into the cast of he's just a bad guy. Right, Maybe but I really don't. I, I know, really, I know. I don't want At the sex time. slaves in my children's. I movie. totally Thank get you. it. I, I agree. It's so gross. Don't like but. it. Okay, but anyway, we're gonna pretend that doesn't exist for now, and we're going to talk about this throne room because the work behind Jabba is what we're going to. Holy cow! That's cool. Yes, the work. Big respect that had to go into just those scenes alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I, you know, as I'm reading, I'm just like, oh my god, these people were crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude, they were crazy. Do you have in here, uh, Ben Burt? No, because he uh, wasn't. Okay, I guess there. I guess it doesn't really contribute. Um, but, but anyway, let's, I mean, get, let's get on with it. Let's get on yeah. these bullet points. Okay, so Ralph McQuarrie did concept art in April of 1981, uh, and this for the actual palace, the design of the palace. Cool. And um, some of it was quite 
nothing like what we got. Like, right. kind of looks like Disney Cinderella castle-ish, if you want to be honest. Mm. Like, tall spires and things, but... Um, well, yeah, you have here... Uh, Ralph McQuarrie was exploring shapes and forms of Tunisian... I know! I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, I Just thought you were skipping on. over that. Okay. No, I'm not skipping over that. Okay. Um, But then, yeah, then they were like, okay, well, let's let's keep with the Tunisian architecture that we established in A New Hope on Tatooine. And so um, they started getting more into those round or, you know, round yeah, type I love that. that we ended up with. Um, but also, Ralph McQuarrie's palace interiors didn't end up being used. Mm-hmm. Uh, they thought they were too open and round for the throne room, for the actual throne room. Yeah, too open. Like, there are drawings of them where it's just, like, this big open space. Right. And... That's kind of odd that they, he would make the exterior round, and they'd be cool with that. But the exterior... The interior, they didn't want to be round? Well, here's the thing, like, as I'm reading in these books, Ralph McQuarrie by Return of the Jedi was kind of like, yeah, you know what? I just, uh... He's done with this. Kind of maybe d- over this. Dude, I have to work, man. Dude, Empire Strikes Back? There's so much art. That probably killed him. Dude. Dude, every shot has a map painting. I mean, it. he was still he was still you know, around and he was still drawing stuff, but right. um Well, you can still cons- consider the fact that Endor a lot of that there are no map paintings of any kind. It's kind of Oh, that's like... funny. That was like the one thing that that's kind of like the camel the, the straw that broke the camel's back. He Yeah. was trying to make these Ewoks like meaner looking <laughs> and George is like, "No, nah, cute." No. <laughs> Teddy bears. No. Cuter. <laughs> fluffier. And he's just like, whatever. I'm leaving. I'm out. Oh, no. Anyway, yeah, they kind of like, whatever, they didn't have dude. a fight or anything, it doesn't sound like, but it was just kind of, he was just like, George, man, <laughs> I just, I don't understand this teddy bear thing. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of, he yeeted a bit whatever. during Return of the Jedi. But anyways. Um, he has the right to yeet when he wants, let's be honest. Um. Oh, yeah. So I have down here, side note. That the concept drawings that he did do for the interior of the palace, which are like hallways and things like that, mm-hmm. literally exactly what they used for Galaxy's Edge. Like huh. the, the marketplace in Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. just lifted from that, from those drawings. I can show you in this book. You'll oh, be like, yeah. Oh, my Actually, God. No, yes. Yeah, you show me the drawings. That's what it is. I've been I was there. trying to remember which area. <laughs> it's the marketplace. It's I know where what all you the mean. little shops are. Yep. So that's cool. That's that awesome. They're always lifting his stuff for stuff nowadays. It's cool. I so like. Cool. I love that they do that. Yeah. Um, do you think they're gonna start doing that with Ben Burtt's sound stuff? I'm sure he has so many recordings that he has. They on probably file. still. They do. They probably still use all of those. I feel like we we figure out more. They're in a sound bank. All about the Ralph McQuarrie usages, like his references rather than his references. But again, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I digress. Continue. Um. Oh, I need a book. Hold on. Oh. Pause. Quote. <laughs> Quote. Here we go. I gotta switch books. Switching from also, do you know if A the... New Hope to Return of the Jedi. What? Sorry, this is totally off topic. Do you know if Monica, as in your niece, uh-huh. listens to this? Um, I don't think she does very she often. just followed me on Instagram, like, literally just now. Oh, she did? <laughs> yeah, kind of weird. <laughs> so funny. Okay. Oh, I gotta get my glasses back on. This is so funny, you guys. Okay. Okay, so this is actually interesting. This is a George Lucas 
quote about how the whole Jabba thing was not really he that was like written much later it says the whole sequence this is George talking the whole sequence with Jabba the Hutt was more an afterthought than anything else the whole story had really been about a primitive society overcoming the empire at the end and the part that became Jedi in the original script was really only the last 20 pages so I had to come up with another 100 pages of stuff (laughs) and make it work because Hansel would become such a popular character, and I thought it would be fun to go back to Tatooine. That's how we get Jabba's <laughs> Palace. Because it would be, I gotta come up with another hundred pages, and people like Hansel. That's crazy, dude. So funny. What the heck, man? I love him. I love Honestly, him so Star Wars is the trashiest series. <laughs> Can we just say this? It's no cap. George being like, well... People like Han Solo, I guess. <laughs> Episodes four and six are garbage. <laughs> Episode five, I think, was constructed pretty well. Like he knew what was going on. Watch like, your five. mouth, dude. Young I man. obviously love these movies, but oh my goodness. <laughs> Maybe it's best that you not know this. Stuff. The man went to USC. I can't talk trash. I really can't. I really can't. But you gotta admit, <laughs> toothpicks and gum. I think it is so funny. A, but see, you're it's looking a at it. It's a testament, though. It's a testament to how genius it is. Yes, it's and you're looking at it from the negative, whereas I am looking at it like I'm it not, is though. a miracle. I am, dude. I've that said that this. Film got made. I've said this so many times. A it's, miracle. It shouldn't have happened. We've said it before. It's a phenomenon that this stuff even launched. But and yeah. you know that miracle's name, Marshall Lucas. Uh, true. Marshall Lucas. <laughs> true. Made Star Wars. Honestly, dude. What it is. But anyway, we digress. Cut Star Wars, that's for sure. Jabba's Turner. Yeah. Okay, Do so... Do know who that is? Do the people know who that is? Marshall Lucas? Yeah. Uh, well, that was... That is George's she ex-wife. She's often discussed And person? she basically swooped in. She was working on a movie with... Yeah. Oh my god, here goes my 89-year-old brain. Is it Indiana Jones? No. No, 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 no. Coppola. I'm an idiot. He was working for Francis Ford Coppola as an editor. That's awesome. And George's editor quit or something, or he (laughs) fired him or something. They had a fight, something bad happened. And Marsha's like, oh, fine, I'll cut it for you. And Wow. Yeah, she's brilliant. Anyways. Female power, dog. uh, Anyway. And she won an Oscar, so good. Yeah, are there a lot of... uh... Maybe not. I I'm guessing back then no, but are there a lot of like female editors? Editors? Pro- there was probably oh, not right. a lot of female anything. Ah, that's crazy. Yeah. And wow, that's big though. That is big. The editing of those movies, man. We'll start just the first like that's the magic. A New Hope. Oh my God, the editing. That's the magic, dude. It is. Because what are you gonna do? I'm not lying when I say she made that movie. She, I get it. She saved it. I agree. After that, watching that, we watched the documentary. I think. Yeah. And they talked about her a whole bunch. Okay. Job is Um. Anyways. I so, love how we're just using their conversation of throne rooms to... Uh, talk about literally To talk everything. about anything else. <laughs> we're always taking these ro- these routes. Okay. So this was an interesting take. Um, it's uh, Richard Marquand, you know, directed yep. Return of the Jedi. So he had made some comments that the the throne room scene had to be very theatrical as in theater like because the actors would walk in to a fixed spot and talk uh because these big you know the big java puppet there were other puppets there were people in these costumes that couldn't even see 
and they were hot and it was this very small room and all these people were jammed in there. So it was like, and when you watch it, it's true. It's like, okay, 3PO comes in and talks. Right. Luke comes in and talks. It's very ordered. It's structured to the, to, uh. Leia comes in and talks. Like, they all just come to that one spot and talk mm-hmm. because there's, A, nowhere else to go in that room. It's so small and there's so many people. <laughs> and then you have to, you have this giant friggin' Jabba thing. puppet. Yeah. <laughs> that's sitting on this platform with, like, 17 people inside of it. And what are you going to do? Like, you, <laughs> you're just going to have to figure out your angles and your shots based on that like there's nothing much else you can do with it i mean yeah that's it but that's just a natural thing you had they had to do it wasn't gonna make it look worse it's just kind of like uh so yeah george lucas said the difficulty is that Jabba can't move <laughs> which made for inconvenience <laughs> Thanks, <George. staging. laughs> so okay i just want to shout out blast points who did it who did a phenomenal uh, yeah. episode true i even remember this episode it's a good one about the Jabba puppet yeah. And everything you've ever, ever wanted to know <laughs> yeah. about Jabba the Hutt yes. is in episode 183 of Class Points <laughs> called Jabba Palooza. <laughs> uh, yes. I am not even going to attempt that greatness. Oh, yeah, please. But don't. I just want to talk it's about okay. the fact. It's a work of art. That episode is amazing. <laughs> it's a work I mean, of they're, art. They're all great, but that <laughs> one in particular, that's where we learned that Ben Burt stirring his wife's mac and cheese. Yep. Is part of the soundtrack. Did they make that up? No, it's true. <laughs> okay, okay. It's I'm not calling their bluff. I'm just true saying. True facts. That's awesome. Stirred that's mac awesome. and cheese, and you can hear it if you listen just really closely. <laughs> you can hear it. You can. You can hear it. It's so funny. Okay. Okay, but the puppeteers. Yep. This is crazy. There were three puppeteers. Toby Philpot, who moved the left arm and the head. Epic. David Barkley, who moved the right arm, the mouth, and then would read Jabba's lines in English on set. Mm -hmm. And then a little person, Mike Edmonds, worked the tail. Yeah. Dude, there's a a shot. You can see the tail lying next to Leia. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Yes. Yes. That's all him. Yes. He nailed it. (laughs) Mike. What's his name? I just lost it. Mike Edmonds. It's a noticeably disgusting tail wiggle. You... Did your job yeah, so that's perfectly well. Well, and the, and the other thing I learned was that they recruited these guys from Jen, Jim Henson's yeah, dude. Um, shop, and they had already worked on the Dark Crystal, which the original Dark Crystal. So of course, Epic. they're 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 puppet, prime. They're puppeteer extraordinaires, of course. And then there were two exterior operators. This is what made me laugh. Hello, two other guys that worked Jabba's pupils and eyelids, mm-hmm. and somebody else. Did the nostrils or did the nostrils? <laughs> Dude, just like what? Like I can imagine for a single cue. What about his tongue though? Who did the tongue? Oh, true. Oh yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, it's not on here. Oh, bruh. I didn't see that. Say, well, listen to Jabba Palooza. Yeah. Points because I'm sure they tell you exactly. Oh my goodness, the tongue is like the best Ugh, part. That's the worst part. <laughs> the tongue that's and the, the eyes part. are my favorite part. But I was gonna say, you know that one shot when his pupils dilate when the hologram of Luke shows up? Yes. It literally cuts to his face for four seconds and it cuts back to Luke. Like, they probably had to go, like, okay, and action, dilate. Okay, good. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And another thing that made me laugh was that Richard Marquand said that he yelled at Jabba a lot, just like he would yell at a an actor, be like, okay, you got to do this. You got to do that. And he's like, there's a picture of him in Jabba's face. Bruh. Like, talking like he's. <laughs> to Jabba? Yes, to Jabba. Oh. 
Oh my gosh, this is so funny. Dude, that actually reminds me of when I was... It's kind of like the marching band, the kind of band mentality. Because you'll be in a percussion section, and you will be playing your part perfectly fine, but someone else messes up, and the director will be, like, looking right at you. Like, don't mess that up again. <laughs> it's not It's you. not even me playing the instrument, dog. It's not even the right instrument. You know, that's kind of... The, the group is greater than the parts, I suppose. Uh, okay, so here's another quote from... This is actually from The Making of Return of the Jedi, which is another great book written by J.W. Rensler. So many books. I know. <laughs> this is awesome, though. I should just bring all these to school with me. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> this is like... <laughs> okay. you're, I'm the one sitting here doing all the research. I need them. I guess. Um, but the, the, the point was, yeah, it was a small-ish set. The dais of this throne room is just like this slab where Jabba is, where three people are up inside, and then there's all these other actors standing around, and all this stuff going on. It's like chaos all the time. Um, So the book says, the claustrophobic set contained everything from a large cooking spit behind the dais and galactic fruit. To a metal grate in the floor, <laughs> mattresses for trap fall, trapdoor falls, chains, weapons, and musical instruments. The range of creatures in Jabba's palace did compound my problems uh, because it meant that the entire set had to be built up off the floor in order to accommodate the people who would be working the creatures from below. Right. The entire area had to be removable with individual panels, sort of like trapdoors, and that became very expensive. Oh, right. The other problem was the sheer number of people involved. Makeup, puppeteers, wardrobe, video, engineers. I remember once going in there when we were trying to finish the set and screaming at everyone, get off, get off. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) It was like Piccadilly Circus. Oh, because they couldn't hear him? No, just it was just chaos. He needed everybody to get out of there. Like, I'm trying to make a movie here. Dude, was the director, like, on edge? He sounds like a dude who was, like, getting mad at well, everybody. I've heard that he wasn't the most fun to work with. Oh, I didn't know that, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Oh, this part's funny, too. Some of the more curious <laughs> items on the set were real and fake frog-like creatures that lived in a jar and served as Jabba's treats. Quote, They spent a lot of money sending someone to Africa to gather a specific kind of frog for Jabba to eat. <laughs> I mean, the best for Java, only the best cuisine. But why that kind of frog? Like <laughs> only what, the best cuisine. What was so important about that type of frog? I mean, let's be honest, they look good in that jar. They do, but they look very weird. Really long legs, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they could have made rubber frogs. Oh yeah, <laughs> like totally. And I mean, dude, they're making stages out of wooden planks. Like they didn't need to go to Africa to get a frog. It's so stupid. Anyway. I guess. But it, you know, it's the little things like this that I love to learn about. It's so funny. <laughs> Rancor, George said to concept artist. Oh, no, wait, don't read okay. it. Don't read it. Oh, no. I no, want to wanna read it. I have to give the backup, though. <laughs> okay. So the Rancor, yeah. They needed, they, at first, <laughs> I don't know if you know this. The in the series. They tried to put a guy in a suit. That didn't work. Ugh. No, they dude. but they there were many many different concept drawings of what this rancor was gonna look like. Right. So then George said to the concept artist, "Go ahead." Okay. Rancor, do whatever you want, but I want this big monster in a pit. <laughs> 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 you just wanted to name it. 
I don't care. <laughs> Make it look what, like a cow. <laughs> what you do. <laughs> but that thing is going to be big, big <laughs> and in a pit. Yeah. Yes. So get to work. Yes, sir. On man. a monster that's going to live in a pit. That's great, man. What? Okay, well, that tells me whoever designed the Rancor, big props then. If that was the cue. <laughs> you I know mean, what I mean? He That's did crazy, have, dog. He did have to, like, appre- he would get the concept art and then be like, I like that, I don't like this, you know, and then they would develop Well, the Gamorrean Guard, it's kind of got the Gamorrean Guard look. Just, like, a really big one. I guess. Super gross looking, but... But anyway, I mean, the throne room, again, this, this Complete Locations book is very interesting. It says it was, uh, used to be a monastery. What did? Like in the lore, oh, let's go on to the in-universe lore. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That sorry, that um. Oh, is half my page cut off? That's no good. Oh no. Um. Or maybe I have my pages out of order. Maybe that's what it is. Oh my gosh, come on, man. Yes, I do. I have my pages out of order. <laughs> Silly. Um, but it says that Jabba's palace was a monastery that belonged to the Baomar. Order, a religious community who believed in isolating themselves from all physical stimuli to enhance their mental powers. Uh, so the earliest parts of the monastery were underground and included a mine. Okay. Anyway, um, interesting. There used to be a monastery and um, I guess the huts just took it over because that's what huts do. <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> um, They're jerks. But it also says that the only, the most notorious smugglers and bounty hunters that had proved themselves were allowed to party in the <laughs> yes, throne Yes, I, I saw that. <laughs> and those of junior reputation could only roam the palace. And I guess then you have to, like, go out and do some really bad stuff so that you actually get to be in... Boba Fett's chilling. In the throne room. Boba Fett's chilling. Um, and, of course, iconic, the Max Rebo Band was the Yay. house band of Jabba's room of course gotta like, love it um and that you know max rebo's band got quite expanded when they made the new uh enhanced editions of the movie mm, and they yes. added indeed indeed they added some musicians yeah. and uh some backup singers and some <laughs> and some music <laughs> and uh some totally different music which ah, ah. where's delaney when we need her yeah let me just say <laughs> I don't like those adi- like. Oh boy! There are some of additions <laughs> to those. Those I like some additions to those additions. I understand. That is not one of them that I like. Mm-hmm. Huh, I thought you were going to talk about Delaney for a second. I don't like the new music. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, when you listen to the old music, if you go on YouTube Music or Spotify or whatever, and you find that soundtrack and you listen to it, Lassie it neck. Bumps, bro. Is good. It literally <laughs> bumps. I would listen to that on the drive to school sometimes. Lofty neck? Yes. <laughs> Dude, it's good. Wow. It's good. The nerddom. You no just, one would know because it's good. You just leveled up in your nerddom. No, I didn't. Listening to Lofty neck wa- while you walked to school. I mean, I listen to like... <laughs> this is a crazy thing. I listen to like... Like... Uh, George Ligeti music, which is just... <laughs> Like super atonal stuff. Quite different from Latinuk. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, but okay. But you better so, believe I'm listening to Star Wars music every day. Anyway, we love Max Rebo in this house, though. I have yeah multiple art pieces of Max Rebo. I like him. Yeah, he's quite awesome. Quite a bit. He's such a chiller. He's cute. 
He's not even a bad guy. Floppy. He's just, yeah, he's very floppy. He's very blue. It's cool. And like Salacious Crumb, who is also my sweet baby, which I haven't even talked about how True. much I love Salacious Crumb. I do He's got his little, little spot. They got off the barge in time before it blew up. Just FYI. Oh, okay. But I was just going to say, they he has the pillows in the throne room, though. We didn't even talk about Celestia Crumb's little spot. Oh, his, yeah. In his tail. He's, he's like furrowed in there. got his spot. He's adorable. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like the jester. Uh, anyway, and Jabba likes to put things on the wall, as we know. He likes, yep. he likes, uh, not too many pieces of artwork, but, you know, yep. at least three. True. And, like, There's some heads, things you can spot, yeah. Heads and things. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Han Solo and Carbonite was his favorite. <laughs> and this was interesting. There are cubicles. It's almost like a restaurant. It's almost like the cantina at Galaxy's Edge, where there's little cubes, cubicles uh-huh. where you can sit, uh-huh. and everybody, yep. each cubicle has a hookah. Mm-hmm. I know, I, you see them. <laughs> I, I, mean, I guess I never really like... <laughs> you, like, you haven't seen them? No. I've never seen them. Oh, okay. No. They're in it, you look. I don't like that scene, so usually okay. I don't pay that close of attention. <laughs> That's fair, I suppose. Um, and, this was a surprise... Jabba has a private elevator located just off to the side of, bougie, the, bro. of the throne room. Dude, he's so bougie, man. <laughs> um, and also, there, like, I didn't realize there was a roasting spit behind the dais. Like, behind really? him, there's a roasting spit. Actually, I did know that because of Star Wars Battlefront 2, the OG. Because his throne room is in oh, there. Oh, that's game. in there, too? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, dude, they took from the iconic spots. There's the tree in Dagobah that you can go in. You can hear Darth Vader's breathing. Super cool. You can go into the Death Star, like the trash compactor. You could fall down that chute, and you could go down there. Super awesome game, man. Hmm. I love that. But anyway, yeah. Um. What else? Oh, obviously. Oh, <laughs> the grill that goes over the Rancor pit, mm-hmm. you know, that like yeah. opens up and you fall in. So, my grandma's house... Yeah, I'm seeing... What is this? When I was little, my grandma had this weird house, and it was <laughs> yeah. so old, guys. It was like... You keep talking about this house, man. It must have been from, like, 1800 or something. Oh, I don't even know. my goodness. It's just so janky and old. <laughs> okay. So, right in the middle of her living room, like, this is the main room of the house. Mm-hmm. Her living room, where her couches are, that's where the TV was, like, that's where we all sat around. Just a pit of despair. There was this great, this huge square, probably, like, well, I was little, so maybe it's not as big as I thought it was. But to me, it looked like it took up practically the whole floor of that room. And that was where the heat came up out of. Oh. But it was a great. Okay. And it was literally like the great <laughs> in Jabba's throne room. Okay. And it, so you'd always look down there and be like. It scared me <laughs> to death. Like I thought. There's a rancor down there waiting um, for me. I'm going to fall down. That's oh. going to open up someday. And I'm just going to perish. Have to fight a rancor. I'm just going to perish. <laughs> okay. So I did whatever I could to not walk over that great. Like oh, yeah. My whole childhood. That's just, scary, bro. I mean, you can get your foot stuck in there. And... Yeah. It was metal. It was a freaking metal no grate. No carpet over it or anything? No. That's where the heat came up from. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. It was the furnace. Okay. Like, she called it the furnace. That's so weird, man. Yeah. Super <laughs> That's weird. so weird. And you were saying how their basement was, like, 
a dungeon. Oh like, my god, it was the scariest dungeoniest dude. basement, and that's where her shower it's was. Asbestos everywhere. That's where her shower was in the basement. <laughs> And it was like there were wood grates Dude. or a wooden crate on the floor. And this is Springfield? Yeah. Yep. And you had to stand on the wooden crate. There's no walls. It was just like a big, <laughs> it was like a horror film, I'm telling okay. you. Okay, I can picture it now, dude. This shower Like head. the house in Blair Witch Project? Yes. Totally. <laughs> okay. There's just this shower head sticking out of the wall and nothing surrounding it. It was like, and you would just stand on this wooden crate if you wanted to take a shower. And there were always bugs down there. Like, you would start taking a shower and the bugs would crawl out from Ooh, the Why crate. are we talking about this, it man? It was literally job. We Palps. need to stay on topic because we are an hour and 35 minutes in. We it haven't was, even gotten to Palps. It's fine. So anyway, oh. it, it very much reminded me of Java's Palace. My grandma's <laughs> house. That was a very funny reference. <laughs> it reminds uh, me of our house. Huh? Java's Palace reminds me of our house a little bit. What? Why are you saying that? That's well, what, what our basement used to look like. Well, it was just a normal basement. It yeah. didn't have a shower down here and I guess. darkness. And a, <laughs> the only light was a pull thing from the ceiling. And I wasn't tall enough to pull it. So I oh, had to go no. down there in darkness. Oh, no. Yeah, it was terrible. Bring a torch down there. So terrible. <laughs> okay, so as it turns out, um, the Empire's End book trilogy tells us that the palace was eventually abandoned after Jabba's death when no other huts came to occupy it. Um, and Malakili, the Rancor's owner, was the last one to leave. That's kind of sad. Oh. Um, that is sad. Yeah, so... So the, I, Mar- the Rancor's been there? Well, no, he's dead. I know. But before Jabba. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Wait, no. did I hear you wrong? Yes, you were not paying attention at all. Hold on. I was saying after Jabba died. Oh. They oh. all expected another hut to come take gotcha. over, but okay. no one did. Sorry. So then they I, all I thought just, you were talking about beforehand. Then they all just left. Okay. But that guy who was the Rancor's Beastmaster, he was the last one Beastmaster. to abandon the palace. Oh, man. Okay. So, all right. So, let's, let's time to rate. There oh. is no throne, technically, because he's just a big fat. Oh blob wait i have a lot of information here did you read all this yes i did i definitely did you talked about the great pit of carcoon no but i don't need that i just i was just oh. talking about how it was uh it used to be a monastery oh sorry okay yeah um sorry i thought you were gonna read that whole thing no anyway no so, throne huh no throne no throne but just big fat job he's big and fat so <laughs> imagine him on a throne dude. he did just I, the dais was his throne like it was i'm yeah. not sure how to judge that or throne or <laughs> yeah he was, he, he was big... on like a pulpit almost no he he was like on, on a fat altar that's just what he's sitting on well it's the dais itself he just sat on it and he took up the whole thing and it moved back and forth yeah. you know how it moved yeah it's a mobile it's a mobile so, dais that's cool hey that's stylized it's unique yeah in that way um not blown up yay another one not blown up true okay let's rate one to ten, Jabba's throne room. Okay. Okay. It's got the technological. It moves around. Like the Deus in his throne spot, it moves around. That's kind of cool. So that's one point. Um, Jabba's cool. I'm going to give him a point just for that. He's just a cool character. Um, the puppeteering, I'm going to give it a point for that. I'm also going to give it a point to the fact how hard it was to film in that room. 
and they made it work. So I, I value that. Um, I like the bouginess. I kind of like the bouginess. It's the only throne room that's bougie in kind of all of Star. If you're going to count episode eight, I guess you could count it as bougie, but like, but this is like underground club vibes. It's the only one that it's the only one. Well, I wouldn't call that bougie. I'd call that grungy. Oh yeah, maybe that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 grungy. I I like grungy. So I don't want to give it this. I can't give it the same score as the throne room though. I mean, you I gave that one though, a five because the music is so bad. Yeah, the music's really. Oh, bad. the music is so bad. Uh. Let me think of something bad so I can get it lower. <laughs> uh, I don't like how dark it is. It's kind of hard to see things. Mm, I mean, it has to be like that, though. It would be, like, smoky. and. I, I know, but I like being able to see things <laughs> when All right, I'm watching. Rate right the storm room. You're taking too I'm long. I'm sorry, dude. This is my favorite part. Um, Don't say I'm taking too long. I'm going to give it a 3.5. 3.5. Yeah. I'm sorry, Java. Um, I haven't broken five yet. I have to give the the actual art design I love. It's perfect for that for for what it is. It is. It is. The puppetry is obviously incredible. Can I change mine to four point five? Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I love Max Rebo and I love Salacious Crown. Yes. Other than that, it's my least favorite. Okay. Out of the three that out we're of, talking about today? Out of period. Oh. Probably. <sighs> okay. So, I'm giving it a two. What? Dude, dang. They changed the music. They didn't. They, they should did. not they have. They did. They did. Um, And I just can't ever get past the, the know, Slave Leia and Ula stuff. This is gross. And I, I full on recently... It was like one of those things where, what would you get your, it was a, what would you get your Star Wars card taken away for? And I said, literally, I want George Lucas to apologize mm-hmm. for yeah. Slave Leia and Ula. I'm shocked he hasn't. I know he's so pompous, but. I don't think he's pompous. I just think he. Really? You sure about that, dude? Yes, I'm sure. He's the least pompous. Really? Yes. He is as chill and. I guess now he is, but I'm talking like when no, he was, he was always chill. But okay. the problem is, it was the early '80s, and they didn't know any they better. I guess know. he's yeah. got to know better by now that that is just not okay. Yeah. So anyway, I can't ever get past. Okay, that. yeah, two solid choice for you. It really ruins this whole scene for me. So two is being generous, in okay. my opinion, for sure. All right. Right, now boys. we're going to the big dog. All right, boy. I'm literally not going to talk because we have so much to get the, through. But we don't have that much to get through at all. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not that bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Return of the Jedi. Sheev Palpatine's. Yo! The Emperor. Ba, ba, ba! Dude, can we just the rank it now? Throne room. Can we rank it now first? Instead? If I were to say the throne room. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, the. If I was, if I were to just walk up to, if I go to celebration, let's say I'm at celebration, uh-huh. I'm gonna go up to a hundred people at celebration, and say, if I just say, oh, we should have done a poll. That would have been the genius. words, the throne room. Yeah. Which throne room are you thinking of? We totally should have done that. For well, Facebook okay, and Twitter. maybe, but I feel like it would have been 
biased because <laughs> most, I would say 80% of my friends on Twitter are Raylos and they would have all said, oh, Snoke's starter. But uh, really? That's my second thing that comes to mind. But I have to think. On impulse though? Yes. That would surprise me, man. I have to think that the first thing that would pop into my head is this one. Yeah. As the iconic. Film. Oh, for sure, dog. I like no competition. This one is so perfect for the, oh, so perfect, man. Visually, now, the lighting, the colors, the staging. Pardon me while I oh, get the, big the book. Ralph McQuarrie book, <laughs> oh, which my. is so freaking heavy. <laughs> You're like buried by that oh, book, man. Oh my god, and it's huge too. It's not just heavy; it's massively big. <laughs> yeah. Okay. First of all fascinating there is so much concept art relating mm-hmm. oh, to this throne you, room. you better believe so many yeah. iterations though mm-hmm. because the initial idea was this that his throne room was going to be on this planet had abaddon cool name which would be it's the imper- it's like the capital city of Dude. the empire the imperial capital city awesome um and that's where the emperor would have an actual palace mm-hmm but the throne room in would be like kind of subterranean and awesome it would be like stalactites and stalagmites and lava mm-hmm. everywhere you mean like underground yeah yeah i think that's so. interesting to think of a throne room underneath the palace isn't it though why didn't they do that that would be cool <laughs> I mean, I guess it they, does not work for the they, story. But. They, right. They changed the story quite a bit. So it ended up being on the Death Star, too, obviously. But, for sure. Um, that concept art, there's just a ton of it. Like, they they drew so many thrones. Yep. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. And I can't even talk about them all. There's so many. I mean, I'm looking at this page. There's like 10 different drawings of 10 yeah. different thrones. And that's not even I all. I love those drawings. They're so cool. And they're all great. Yeah. yeah literally everyone. <laughs> and um, one thing that I noticed right away is a lot of these thrones are that shape that we've now come to recognize like Vader's castle is that shape. It's like this tall, elongated, it's kind triangular of the shape, of shape. The Great Temple, too. Kind of, yeah. The top of the Great Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we see it all the time now. Vader's castle is that shape. The throne in Mortis is that shape. In the animated series, when they go inside these Sith temples, there's this shape everywhere. It's like it's it's really permeated the lore mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. And I guess this was the original form of it was a Palps throne that they didn't even use. That's interesting. So this was where that design came from? Is I, that what you're saying? I... Unless I'm wrong, like, it just seems like to me, when I went through this Whoa. book, this was the first time I saw a That's lot a of that deal. shape. Dang. Because his chair is is that shape in a lot of these early concept drawings. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we get, which is now very famous because they ended up using it in The Rise of Skywalker, the spiky, yep. whatever you want to, it looks like. Shikran of Thorn. Throne. It looks th- <laughs> it looks thorny. It looks like a lotus. Yep. It looks like an upside down, like some sort of crustacean animal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what. But they ended up using that as Palps's throne and on Exegol in Episode Nine, hmm. which 
when I saw Tasty. that you immediately in knew. the trailer, yep. I lost we all did. my mind. I did too. I was like, man, they pull him from the greats. That <laughs> this is what choice. I like to see. Best choice of the whole movie. Literally the best Everybody choice. Everybody knows I don't like that movie. <laughs> Everybody knows. Yes. But that choice. God tier. Oh my God. Big God tier. Big God tier movie. It was, it was whoever. You're having pulled, a moment here. <laughs> whoever decided to do that. Okay, fine. I will give you one <laughs> tiny prop for that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, I said, let's see. My notes say return of the Jedi draft quote. I don't know what that means. Uh oh. Oh, yes, I do. It's right here. Um, oh my, <laughs> my glasses again. <laughs> I keep taking them off. Okay, so this lovely Ralph McQuarrie art book, it has quotes from, um, you know, the rough drafts of the movies. Yep. So this is interesting. It's from the Return of the Jedi rough draft, February 1981. It says, Imperial, Imperial Throne Room. Vader and Moff Jerjared, who, yeah, uh, exit the <laughs> elevator and walk down an ever-narrowing set of stairs that winds around in a circle. Steam obscures most of the environment, but finally they enter a very low-ceilinged chamber, which looks out over a fuming lake of red-hot lava. It is a vision of hell. They walk out on a narrow causeway and approach a small, shrouded figure sitting on an island in the middle of the volcanic lake. Mm. This is the Emperor, supreme ruler of the Galactic Empire and master of the dark side of the Force. Hmm. It's odd to think they went from the rendition of hell visuals and imagery to the rendition of, like, technology. Yeah. Yeah. The surrounding it is it. interesting super like that's a super westernized take you know what i mean like i don't know why but it feels super western for that to be the case how he's surrounded by technology and like that's like a huge metaphor kind of like the beast of the war kind of yeah yeah there i both are both are interesting mm-hmm and totally obviously, different set, totally different settings of like, geez. Oh, man. totally different. That's absurd. Like when you look at this concept art, it's like. It sounds exactly. I, I remember the art. I think I've seen the visual. It's Mustafarian. Like it's mm-hmm. very Mustafar like. Yeah. Type of thing. But what's interesting about it is it seems like most of the concept art of the rest of the castle is like art deco or gothic. You know, they went kind of two different. They tried two different things. They made it literally look like a cathedral. Mm. in some art it's cool and then another art it's it's more art deco but that's not bit epic dude epic but then again like the throne room is in this uh volcanic lava hell room yeah i know <laughs> I, it's the and it's true like the ceiling is super low i love that i love the lighting that would have been so cool like imagining that today with the technology mm-hmm. how cool that would have looked well funny you should say that oh um, oh. it goes on, uh, the emperor was going to be in a cave surrounded by lava. The throne room was down in the lower levels of what turns out to be the emperor's headquarter planet. It was so far down that you would have lava. That was originally Darth's office. I thought this, I, th- oh, this is Macquarie saying this. That was originally Darth's office. I thought the air conditioning problems in there would be immense. It was an idea George had for a hell of an office. <laughs> He's being funny. Um, <laughs> Boo. 
But actually, I'm sorry, that wasn't the quote I meant to read. What I meant to read was, early on, George was saying, the emperor lives in the middle of a volcanic lava flow, like a little island. But that disappeared pretty fast, because we didn't know how to do lava as a visual effect. (laughs) (laughs) And that was uh, producer Howard Kazanjian. That's a shame. So much stuff got... Lava was ahead of their time, man. So much stuff got set aside because they're just like, we don't know how to do that. We can't that's do that. That's cool, though, dude. That's that's so fascinating to me. Like, what the limitation? Learning the limitations back then? Fascinating. Yeah. So crazy. And lava is, like, all over Star Wars now with the creation right? of... They love lava. They, they do love to lava. Do it. It's... It's kind of syn- it's synonymous with Darth Vader now, though. It's oh, not, totally. Yeah. Not the Emperor. Yeah. Which it's the Emperor's out. technology. Yeah. Like he's about that and rot and stone, stone and technology. I mean, I guess Hard Vader stuff. is technology too. He is made of technology now. Yeah. But, but, just the whole. I mean, Palps is literally powered by that claw thing. Yeah. So he's literally like that is him. He's like the techno overlord, kind of with wizard powers. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so the lava room idea discarded because they couldn't figure out how to do the effect. Um, and this is such a cute story. Ian McDermott, just national, well, he's not American, but national, (laughs) national treasure anyway. Universal treasure. Universal treasure. Um, this is a quote from him about the actual throne, like the chair that Mm -hmm. he sat in, which by the way, just want to say. The purple chair <laughs> yes. is one of the reasons we chose purple to be our Unknown Regions yep. podcast logo color, because yep. it's like palsy purple. Yeah. And in fact, I think that's what I told Matt, who did our artwork. <laughs> you wanted me to tell him, yeah. You, he, it was a little too periwinkle, like the first time he <laughs> yeah, made it. I'm like, no, tell him more palsy purple. More palsy pur-. <laughs> and you're like, he ain't gonna know what that means. I'm like, yeah, he does. Look at the chair. Look at the chair. That color. Yeah. Anyways, so Ian McDermott said. <laughs> also, thank you, Matt. Yes, thank you, Matt. I love our artwork. Yeah, I just man. love it so much. We should Perfect. make. Why don't we have t-shirts yet? Why are we sleeping on the merch? <laughs> Let's go. Our pins, dude. Our pins. I have plenty of pins. What do you mean merch, dog? We we. <laughs> you don't know one thing about merch. I don't know. Anything. Shut up. Read the notes. <laughs> Someone can help me with that. Brandon, I I asked Brandon. He tells me everything I need to know about everything. Okay. Okay. That'd be cool though if we had like I we at quote. least dude you remember, you came up with the idea of metaphorical on a shirt you remember that well I actually <laughs> made that pin design dude and if then you I didn't made get a metaphorical shirt we would get money no, for that I don't care about money I just want a cute shirt I do <laughs> I do okay let's concentrate not actually but so Ian McDermott said it'd be cute the chair was a great device. It had been electrified, so it could move, but it didn't move at the tempo that George and Richard needed for the camera. The guys tried to slow it down, but it didn't have, it did not have different speeds. So George said, Ian, could you just try moving it with your feet? (laughs) And after that, they didn't bother to mechanize it at all, because I'm doing small feet movements under my cloak to time it perfectly and hit the mark. He does that in the movie? So now we can picture him going... His little palpsy feet going. And he stops. Oh my god, he's the cutest man. I love that man. That's pretty epic. He's just the cutest. <laughs> Which is so funny because he's just also Maniacal. hideously awful. Maniacal and, uh, man. Shakespearean actor. To the point where 
my daughter Delaney. It's her. She made an announcement tonight. Her least favorite character in all of Star Wars. That's nuts. Palps. But she says that, I think, mostly because of Episode Nine. I don't think she hated Palps that much until Episode Nine. I, I can't bring myself to hate him. Even, even. Dude. Despite. I mean, he's nine. good. He's fantastic. He's a good character, man. Oh, my God. Do you he's remember, what you need. Do you remember the panel at Celebration? Oh yeah, my God. dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm not even just talking about how cool Ian McDermott is. I'm just saying how good of a character he is. He is, like, the it's, worst guy. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything. That's all. Anyway. Um, okay, so I we made... We haven't even to talking about the throne room itself. I made notes again. Um, in its earliest incarnation, the Emperor's throne room was not aboard the Death Star at all. We talked about that yeah, earlier. Yeah, you're saying that. Yeah, all this you said. Um, and then... Okay, I gotta go back because I got my pages out of order. Because damn it, every time I try to be organized, something time. goes wrong. It's always pages out of order. It's always something. How? Because I'm old and senile and I can't do this stuff. <laughs> this is why I can't get a job. Like I can't do anything right. True. Um. <laughs> True. <laughs> why did I agree to that? that so, uh, let me see. On the exterior of the second Death Star. Okay, had the Emperor's throne room as a contained sphere. Held away from the station by two bracketing arms. In another early sketch, the throne room was suspended from above by a thick cylindrical arm. So this makes me think they had arms on the, like, they're in mm. books. There's drawings of these arms, you know? Cool. And that's maybe where they got the idea for that. Oh, dude. Stupid arm that they yeah. put on in episode nine. Interesting. Um, I didn't know that. There were arm visuals. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, also, George Lucas, when discussing with Ian McDermott about the latter's role as the Emperor during Return of the Jedi, pointed out that the throne room was oval-shaped, which was intended to, to reference the Oval Office. Mm. And oh. more specifically, oh. former President Richard oh. Nixon occupied Oh, it. <laughs> oh no! Dang, dude. This is why... Oh, but, but Star Wars is never political, Colin. Oh, dear Lord. Never. It's never been political. <laughs> Bro. How ridiculous that the sequel trilogy is trying Who to be says political. That? Who says that? Dinglings. Bro. Get the... I mean, they... Front door out of here, man. Just, all you have to do is listen to George Lucas talk for any amount of time about... Man's about original... capitalism. That's literally why he made this movie. He just... <laughs> The Ewoks are are the Vietnamese. Like, duh. Mm, yep. It's very... He was not even... I mean, you watch, like, Solo. Even the recent ones. Watch well, Solo. but that's what they're saying. Like, the recent ones are so political, and the other ones just weren't. It was just fun. Oh, oh. I mean, the prequels, dog. Oh, my... That, what? That's what I'm saying. Like, forget it. The Senate? Nonsense. He's... Pope says he's the Senate. <laughs> he says he's the Senate. The dog. whole... That whole trilogy is about politics. I know, bro. I mean, dude. Okay. We gotta I'm sorry, man. I mean, even Padme's best line is about democracy. It's, 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 it's just... That's crazy. It's so silly. I don't even want to talk about it. But that's, okay. uh, that's very interesting, though. That's a deep cut. I did not know it was specifically, uh, like, denoting Rick Nixon. So um, was he president at the time? No. Okay. No. Um, but Sorry, I don't so have a reference for that quote, so I can't back that up for sure that that's, that's oh, what he said. I'm sorry. This is the 80s. I'm a, 
I'm a dunce. Okay, I'm really bad with presidents. I don't. I don't know if you knew that. That would have been sixties, right? Reagan. Yeah, yeah. He came. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was sad. We might need to edit that out. I don't want. Let... <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I mean, oh yeah, eighties. That yeah. well, eighty. Like it mid eighties. Yeah. Eighty one, eighty two, eighty three. I think that was probably Reagan. Um. Anyway. Sorry about that. Moving on to in universe lore. Okay. Um. So. I, I just found out a lot of stuff I didn't actually know, again, from this Star Wars Complete Locations book, which is a great book. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the throne room is at the top of this tower. Yes. On this, it sticks out from the surface of the Death Star, too. And Awesome. It looks <laughs> I... like a, uh, by the way, it looks like one of those viruses that will like leach onto oh, yeah, it does. a cell, yeah, and like, inject some like it DNA. does. Kind of, it looks like the coronavirus, like the little things that stick up mm-hmm. proteins. Yeah. Um. But anyway, it's an impenetrable tower. Like I've always kind of wondered, like how is that tire just not a target? Yeah, I, know, I know, dude. It's sticking out. Just chop it down. A duh. Like shoot the tower, <laughs> yeah. but apparently it's impenetrable for several reasons that i won't oh. go into technical reasons oh but, um well, has, i want to like, know technical well reasons. <laughs> then you can read this okay. complete locations that's book. cool you know that's kind of a question i've had deep down for a while shields and okay it's star wars don't ask too many science questions you know no, i'm not but i was i'm cool that there actually there's detail there is in this that. book that you want detail yeah, there's detail yeah. in that book i like it structure crazy books. detail yeah. so this is funny but um you mentioned this the other day actually that the tower was built on purpose to resemble the central spire at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have in my notes, ugh, what a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a jerk. He's a he's palps. He's, he's the palpsiest. Like, he's the palpsiest. He's very much the palpsiest. <laughs> um so anyway, oh, something else I didn't notice before. I I guess I noticed it, I just didn't know what it was and yeah. never thought to ask. Uh, or never thought to wonder. Yep. There are these claw, like, mechanical arm things hanging down from the ceiling. And apparently, those are interrogation and restraint grappling equipment. That's cool. Hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah, that's kind of ooky. So, we love a Star Wars elevator. And, obviously, the tower is only accessible through by the turbo lifts. Yep. Um, And they are heavily guarded. By two dudes. Obviously. (laughs) By Imperial Guards and, like, I guess there's Stormtroopers running around there, too. Sure. At some point. Um, But here's what's so funny. So, the top of this tower is, like, it's like a cruciform, you know, plus sign design. Mm -hmm. So, if you get off the turbo lift facing the other direction Mm -hmm. from the throne room, there's an office. Like, literally an office. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. It's so funny. Dude, so I'm assuming you got that from your book. Yes. Looking at the uh, the makeup of it. There is, in Lego Star Wars... <laughs> you get to go in the office? You go around into the back. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, if you go... Exactly. It's the, it's the it's opposite direction. It's a spot where you go in to fight front. Vader. Like, when you're fighting. What? It's, like, red. It's kind of, like, dark red. Mm. I think this is what you're talking about. It says... It, <laughs> it looks a lot like his office on Coruscant. Yeah. Same... Some of the same art. And it looks like he took some of Padme's art. Oof. There are a couple of pieces. Like where, in these, where have we seen Padme's in this, art? In her apartment. Oh. Ew. What the heck? Ew. Whatever, man. 
Man, ever since Man. Marie Claire Gould has ruined me. Oh. Because she's had this theory Name drop. for like Don't two her, years bro. that or maybe not that long, maybe like it was it was a good six months before Rise of Skywalker came out. Yeah. That Palpatine and Padme were gonna get shot. Were like, <laughs> like he, um, they're from they're both from Naboo, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like connection. they are the light and the dark side of Naboo, mm-hmm. and he wanted to control her and own her and have her. And it was just it, but it's like a trope, you know what I mean? I know, yeah. So the fact <laughs> that in this book there are pictures of his office on the Death Star two, where he had some of the artwork from her apartment, gross. <laughs> it is gross. Yeah, that is gross. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is it creeped me out. The minute it's like I said, it's been living rent free in my mind for a year and a half and i wish it would move out because it just creeps me out right anyways um oh okay so talking more about stuff we didn't know was there in 1983 (laughs) um we now know to the left side it's a secret room dude you weren't supposed to know (laughs) it's a secret room it's obviously a secret he was very good at keeping it a secret yeah you it's so secret that that wall isn't even there (laughs) <laughs> okay man in this movie all right dude. um okay dude. i mean it's there but it doesn't really look the same right and it doesn't look as though there could be enough depth to that room that dude, there would be a room okay but we whatever get it. it's a bad movie <laughs> uh, go on we now know that to the left side of the dais is a secret room accessible only through the force or perhaps palpatine <laughs> jeans we're not really Sheaf sure about jeans. that jeans uh where a the sith wayfinder is hidden uh, and with yeah. the map to Exegol. Yeah, it's cool. So, um, that's. I mean, I don't mind that they put that in. I, I like when they do stuff like that. Generally, it's just I'm just biased because that movie. Yeah. Okay. Irks me. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's gonna I, be I actually. When we're talking about that throne room, that's gonna be an interesting. That's gonna be an interesting one. I'm but I, I actually don't mind that they did that. It's kind of fun. Okay. Also, okay. again, clipping a little bit. Oh, sorry. Okay, so. This throne room in particular, I like to I like to compare this one to um, Snoke's just because it's like it's just a natural comparison. Of course, yeah. Ryan Johnson clearly drew yeah. from this scene. There's no doubt in this movie in this throne room for his throne room scene. So right, it's interesting to me that the this one so you get off the turbo lift and it's a very symmetrical throne room like. Mm-hmm. There's windows on either side. Yep. There's like devs. a staircase right in the middle. So you have to go up to the dais. Yep. To where the actual throne is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's very symmetrical up there, too. There are two screens on either side. Mm-hmm. And then there's that kick-ass, <laughs> awesome. How we, yeah, here we go. Spider web window. Yeah. With the physical chair and the palp sitting in it, like, right in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the oh, it's the best part. So delicious, in my opinion. It's, it's so delicious. Part. I just love it. Yeah, but it the again like up the stairs because, damn it, 
you're going to walk up these stairs <laughs> yeah. if you want to talk to me. And he looks down below. And he looks down coming. to everyone else yeah. that's coming. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. It's okay. And when he turns around, he's looking out. He's always, he's always on, he's looking. Well, he's, he's looking. got the two screens, so he could basically be looking at anything at any time. I love that. He is Big Brother. <laughs> like, technology, man. I'm telling you, there's a theme here. I'm sticking to this theme. He is Big Brother. Yeah. Portrayed as such. Uh, uh, sure. Like, totally went, uh, O'Brien, totally that whole thing at the end of the book. I, I'm not going to get into it, but just, I would, I recommend reading 1984 again. You'll see what I mean. Yeah, you but, know what? I haven't read that in like um, 30 years. Dude, 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 dude. You should read it again. But yeah, obviously there is a Snoke connection. Yeah, it's very interesting that his, his throne and room, the spider window, you yeah. just walk right in and it's... It's, it's a long walkway, it's, though. It's a long walkway and it's a massive room. Yeah, and it's just massive. <laughs> and it is Bright red. red. Whereas this, this throne room is blackity black yep the only colors are the red lights on the turbo lift which yeah. i can't remember where i read it but george said those lights got to be red for obvious hell reference reasons oh wow okay um so he got he got his no lava but he got some red lights at least yeah you can get some red lights <laughs> poor guy had to settle for red lights instead of awesome lava Anyway, the throne room is so epic, man. It's, Whatever, George the, can settle. The design of it is, it's just, ugh, I love it so much. Yeah. And um, what else was I saying? So, oh, and then the chair itself being purple, you know, he's got a flex. Purple, obviously. <laughs> Traditional For regality. Oh, yes, we are very regal, and we yeah. are appointed by who? I don't even know. Like, <laughs> he appointed himself. It's of course, like, dude. What do you mean appointed by whom? Appointed by he no appoints one. himself. Um, okay, so, yeah, and then that window just, oh, God. Mm -hmm. I don't remember when it was when I realized that's an effing spider web, and he's sitting right in the middle of it. Yeah, like, you know I, what? It took too long. I was an adult. Yeah, it took way too long. I was an adult, for sure. I was a child. Just want you to and know. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, awakenings. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, the other thing I like about the CERN are those... They they they're called duty posts for the Imperial Guards in the in the. Um, oh, do they stand in them? In the book, I don't think they stand in them, or do they stand up against them? I'm not really sure. No. But so you never see the guards standing. Yeah, there. but. Oh yeah, and the guards are red too, which adds a little pop of color. Oh yeah, true, true, true. Got a little pop. They of got color. glistening too. They're they're <laughs> spears. Um. But anyways, those things are cool. I've always thought they were cool because they're like. Weirdly shaped. Interesting design, but going back to our discussion last time about the Bendu and the Eightfold Path and the Imperial Cog having eight yeah, of course. sections, those have eight sections. Those little, <laughs> they're like, they look like flowers They to do, me. they like do. When I was little, I always thought, oh, wow, he's got flowers. Um, whatever. <laughs> uh, flowers. Whatever, it was ten. Um, but anyways. Uh, in Lego Star Wars, also during that fight, you can throw those. <laughs> Really? They're in the game. Throw them? Yeah. How do you, you throw them? You could pick them out and throw them. Interesting. Luke was super powerful in Lego Star Wars. He could, like, force push and, like, things. Huh. And, but, yeah, dude, that, that game's epic, man. So you, did the guards you, stand yep. they, on top they of left. them? Uh, no, no. They were standing by the turbo lift. Okay. And you have to fight them, actually. Okay. 
All right. I guess we're never gonna. But there's still like the under the undercarriage area where you like go under the dais like you into like there was that pot. You went down there during that battle. It's the best scene, man. Oh, speaking of that. Yeah, I see that's next. So we were talking as we were watching these scenes before we came down to record. I was telling Colin like my whole childhood, I did not understand the geography. It's complicated. Of what happens during that scene. The editing until makes was, it a little confusing. Until I was older. Yeah, the editing confused me as a kid. Like, I was like, wait, where are they now? Like, why are they under... <laughs> what are they underneath? Where but did they go? Obviously, as I got older, I realized, oh, they're, they're underneath, underneath Alps. the dais where the throne is. Bruh. They're in the id, they're in the id as we like to call so, it. So, yeah, they're like... They're, first of all, the fact that he's up above, yep. they're below him now. Where it's very dark and shadowy. And that's where Luke, his dark side just explodes, basically. Dude, this scene's so good. It's so (laughs) It's so perfect, man. It's great. There's nothing in that scene you don't expect. That's why it's perfect, you know what I mean? You know when they go down there, Luke's going to be mad. He's going to get mad. Well, you know something bad's going to happen. You know something bad's going to happen. In the... You know when Palp starts walking Underworld. over and he's like, good, you know it's about to go down. Like, he's got out of his chair. He's out of his chair now. His What's chair. going on? You know when he puts his hands up slowly, he's like, oh, what is this? And then, like, <laughs> it's great. It's great, man. I love it. But we were also talking about, as we were watching this tonight, that, okay, it's 1983. We, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the revelation... That Leia is his sister. Oh, yeah, you said this. The revelation to Vader that yeah. Luke has a sister. And I'm going to assume that he can tell that it's Leia from reading his thoughts. <clears throat> Even yeah. though they never say that. Yeah. Do you think that's the first time he figures out there's a sister? Yes. I guess it is, yeah. It because be. he's like, yeah. So <laughs> that's my par- That's my problem with the scene, though. Uh-huh. Like, that's my only problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> Excuse I get me. that. That Vader should have reacted more. Holy s! What? <laughs> She's my daughter. Like I would have liked uh. a little more. Just something in that in the in the voice acting or something to right. indicate that that was a shock to him. Oh, okay. Because I don't feel like it's. I don't read that from that the way that the lines sister like he's. Being a bad guy, he's just yeah, like, ha, yeah. ha, 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 now <laughs> yeah. I have a sister, yeah. and I'm going to use it against you. That's what I'm going to do. Well, like, okay, but think of it this other, think of it from the other way, though. Like, if he did portray it, and there was more of a more, maybe, uh, like emotional said, reaction, how would Luke would have responded, twice, though? But he could have said sister twice. He could have been like, sister? Yeah. Like, oh, man, what? I don't get it. I don't like that. I do. You have your opinions. I have mine. I mean, I'm not an actor, so that was a bad reading. But I know. But I feel like I James d- Earl Jones could have done something where uh, he like clutched his pearls for a second that he has a daughter. No, no, no. I'm good, That's but fine. I understand your opinion. Okay. That's just it's literally nitpicking because that scene is yeah, otherwise you perfect. are nitpicking, but that's cool. Um. Okay. So since we're kind of getting into opinions now, um, is there a chair? There was a chair. Yeah. For but sure. does it get blown up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, 
it's still around though. Ish. <laughs> it's still around apparently. So kind of That's a maybe. That's a maybe. Blown up. I guess it's blown up. It's blown up. It's blown up. The it's window's super broken. Blown up. But at least we get to see it again. I know. So we can say yes, but smiley face in parentheses. <laughs> yes, ish. West, yes with a winky face. <laughs> okay. All right. Rate that throne room, Colin. Oh, dude, definitely, definitely a nine. How does it get any better than this? I'm getting it. I'm tenning, like oh, ten. I can't do that, dog. Ten. No. Totally a ten. No, I got one that's ten. No, but, okay, here's why it's 10, though. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Here's why it's 10. Why are you arguing me about this one? I'm not arguing. I'm just making my opinion. I'm stating my opinion. I guess, okay, if you're really going to pull the card, if you're really going to pull this card on me. You don't know what card I understand that this came before the other good ones, if that's what you're about to pull on me right now. Nope. It wasn't what I was about really? to pull on you. Not I really. I don't believe you. I think you were going to say that. I think you were going to say, Ryan Johnson took from this. Well, that is true. But, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Whatever. Um, Here's why it's a 10. Because this is... And I don't talk about the sequel trilogy and how it like takes away from I get it. this. Because right. that's not this scene's fault. I understand. Um... <laughs> This, they couldn't have known. This scene is a not at fault for what came later. Yeah. This throne room and this scene in general, in all of Star Wars, name a more pivotal... But you're including the scene, though. Of course That's I am. That's my problem. Of course I I can include whatever I want. It's about the throne room, no, though, no, no. dude. But it is about the throne room. It's all about the throne room. This throne room <sighs> and what happens in it... I know, dude. There is no more pivotal thing in all of Star Wars. It is it is Star Wars. It is redemption. It is. It is father son. Lowest point. It is dark side, light side. And lowest point. Like the lowest point is achieved. You know? The climax happens. The climax of all of Star Wars is basically yeah. in that room. I understand. I understand. So much so that they bring it back. It's true. <laughs> because it's that They do iconic. bring it back. You know what, though? If we're not going to talk about the... Are we... Let's just decide this now. We're not going to talk about the Palps throne room from on the Death Star 2 2.0? Why wouldn't we? Sure we can. We're going to talk about that as a separate throne room? Sure. Oh. Well, okay. It's a sequel trilogy, though, so that's going to go in a different episode. Okay, fine. But I was going to say, that actually adds to how cool it is too because of the music cue and they use it in the episode so okay 9.5 i'll give it a, i can't give it a 10 because that's perfect score i never give perfect scores well give it a 9.5 change my score uh did i even write oh yeah i don't think i wrote it down yet okay colin <laughs> 9.5 and michelle oh, you know what i'm changing it again 9.75 because <laughs> of the music didn't even talk about the music <laughs> How many times have you changed your vote and I have not changed mine not one time? I'm sorry, That's dude. That's so indicative of our personality. I'm sorry, dude. I'm giving it a Nadia Komenich. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yes. 10. For all the reasons that I said. That a, was that an ice skating reference? That was a gymnastics reference. Gymnastics, dang it. First perfect okay. 10 in women's gymnastics. Really? Nadia Komenich. Oh, is that a big deal? It was a huge deal at the time, yeah. Perfect um, 10. Imagine getting a perfect 10. That means you're God yeah, <laughs> to those she was. people. She was a God. 
Okay. okay. Uh, so so yeah. this throne room is God to you. Is that what it's right top now? tier Star Wars. Like, Bro. I can't think of I a... guess there is no better throne room. But I would not give it a perfect. Because there are things. Like, I don't like the editing of when he falls down off the catwalk, for example. That takes me out of the moment every time. If, if that didn't happen, I would have been like, oh, this is awesome. If it was, And also the fact that it's editing between two other battles. I'm being cut up. Like, I care mostly about that. Like, I know the Endor stuff and the space battle is important, obviously. But I would like it to just have the entire scene from the moment the turbo lift door opens to the moment he falls down the pit with no interruptions. Well, I, mean, I know that, they can't do that. They can't do that. I know, but again, my opinion, if they did that, the continu- the continuity would have served it very well for me. Um, mm, I just don't think it's possible to do that. So, But bruh. I mean, I give this scene, like, four points solely be- when Luke starts fighting him and the music's playing. That's, like, the best part. That's the best part, man. The music and how it's sad. Yeah. So good, man. And how there's, like, silhouette. And it's, like, very interesting how the camera does this with them. Mm-hmm. I think it's the only time it ever does that. That you there's mean, ever like, that kind of camera movement. Like a dolly. A and, dolly shot. Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's... Because a lot of the other ones are still shot. You know, pretty much everything is like cut from here, like camera A, A camera, B camera. Yeah. But this was like, they wanted that because they knew how epic that was. They knew. <laughs> of course they did because it's the perfect throne room and the perfect scene and the perfect throne room. Yeah. 9.75. All I'm right, that, leaving it there. I'll take it. I'm just giving you crap. I, but <laughs> I can't not give it a 10. Like, yeah. And Return of the Jedi is not even. It's not even my top five I movies. I know. I know. Hey, man. That but scene. The scene. And just. Makes it worth it. God, the palpsiness. <laughs> the pure. He's the palpsiness. Shivery. How we could said that yet. A hundred percent fresh squeezed, pure, fresh off the vine. Shivery. <laughs> okay. Because, like that part. Oh. I don't I know. think that's it. Where he sings <laughs> his lines. Yes, And he's yes. just such a dick. Oh, my God. He's you so... You want him dead so bad. I want him dead so bad. <laughs> yeah. And just, ugh. Well, when you find out he's the one behind the agony, behind Darth Vader, and the agony behind Luke, and the agony behind Anakin, and literally everyone else in the galaxy, you're like, yeah, I want this full dead song. And I, dead, but son. see, even in 1983, when we didn't even know any of that, and it was just... But you knew how bad he was, dude. Well, we knew how bad he was, because look at him. Yeah. But, and just, he was the bad guy. He was the overall bad guy. Still, though, even without all that... But even McDermott makes it. Ian like, McDermott's performance. So hateable. <laughs> he's just, like I said, national treasure of England, I guess, because it's not from here. Sure. And just the way, again, just the design of that throne room is <laughs> epic. Except it's still super funny to me that they're just like, oh, it's a super good idea if we have these, this abyss mm-hmm. in, no. oh, yes. in the throne room of the most you know what? valued person in the 9.5. galaxy. Oh, you're going back to 9.5 for that. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's so stupid. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not stupid. Yes, it is. Dude. No, it's not. Because here's the thing. It's like, 
I am so confident in my safety <laughs> and security okay. of my position. Okay. That yeah, I'm gonna put this very, very dangerous pit. <laughs> Yeah, bottomless pit that Bruh. goes straight to the core of the Death Star. Do we know if he designed that room? Who he? Did Palps design his own throne room? I don't know. It's no, kind of an odd know. question I know, but it is an odd he didn't question. head the design of the Death Star. So. I don't know. Weird. But I can see him just being like, yeah, let's have it go all the way down to the core. Because <laughs> because I'm so confident yeah. that nothing bad can ever happen to me because I am such a jerk. Yeah. And I'm just god and nothing bad's ever gonna happen to me except for that i have all these contingency plans just in case something bad happens to me true what the heck man he's like he doesn't think he's gonna die but he thinks he's gonna die well okay and and here's a reason why i could take points away but it's again it's it's not this it's not this throne room's fault (laughs) okay every time i watch the movie and every time he gets dumped down the the shaft have (laughs) i not ever since december have i not said every time there he goes. He's eating. <laughs> He's out of here. His spirit is eating right now as it's falling and yelling. It's eating. Yes. And going to exit. I mean, he's a fast worker, man. He's like, the moment he left Darth Vader's hands, he's just like, I'm out. Projecting <laughs> across the universe. <laughs> hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah. Just so fast. Not a fan of that. But, like I said, not this throne room fault. True. True. To me, to me... The throne Palps room is Death Star 2 throne room. You're perfect. Yeah, okay. You're... Are you? I can't believe you took a, away a quarter of a point. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's so bad. So Colin gives it a 9.5. I give it a 10. Yep. All right. All right. So that is cool. the original trilogy, three throne rooms that we are going to go over today. Can we review the rankings? Oh, sure. Why not? Um, okay. Just to see opinions. Oh, my stupid pages are all out of her. Okay, so A New Hope, The Great Hall, Throne Room. Colin gave it a 5.0. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 6.5. Okay, yeah, that's right. Jabba's Palace. Colin gave it a 4.5. I gave it a 2.0. Can I change it to a 4? You are not allowed to change it <laughs> okay. are anymore. They, are they Stop sealed? changing. Yes. The, the results are in. The okay. results have been locked okay. in, in a lockbox. All right. It's in a right. lockbox. Okay. And um, The Return of the Jedi, Death Star 2, Sheev, Palpatine's Throne Room. The Sheev Dome. gave it in <laughs> the Sheev Dome. <laughs> 9.5, and I gave it a 10. Nice. Yeah. I've, I've, that was a solid. I would change that to 4, but I understand why you're not going to change it to 4. 4? the the java's palace oh. ranking that i gave it i can't i i, I, know, that's I can't i can't that's can, i can't let this madness go on <laughs> okay you cannot keep changing your ranking all right so what are we doing next um next time sequels i think we're gonna do the sequel trilogy not that the prequels uh we'll do that after that's that. weird okay i know i'm going in a weird order because that's how i am okay and honestly i just i need to get to snoke's it's my it, i love it so much and i need is to there a is there one in Force Awakens? Am I stupid? Um, no. I guess no. not. No. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna have Snoke's throne room, and we're gonna have Death Star Two mm-hmm. remains two point and we're gonna have <laughs> yet another She Palpatine. You know what this means, special. right? 
You know what, what? this means, right? You're going to have to watch episode nine. <laughs> Oy vey. No, I'm not. <laughs> All I had to do is read the books. I don't have to, no, read, you I don't can have to watch just it. Just flash forward to those scenes. Of course. That's not a big deal. Of course. Because to be honest, those two scenes, anything that contains Palpatine is actually pretty good in this movie, I feel like. The settings, I mean. I like the settings when yeah. he's around. Well, and plus he's just great. And him, obviously. Okay. So that's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go over our social media stuff real quick. It's a long one. Unknown Regions is on Twitter at UnknownReachPod. I am on Twitter. My personal handle is at FreyAjacent. We yep. have an email. UnknownRegionsPod at gmail.com. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we are both we both have private accounts on Facebook, and you can look us up. Also, I want to plug this. Um, I'm in a band, and this does not have to do with Star Wars, but I do want, I do want to talk about this because it's pretty exciting. Uh, my band Violet Meridian just released our first EP, Yay! and you can find it on YouTube, um, SoundCloud, or Bandcamp. We haven't gotten to Spotify yet. I know it's kind of weird I didn't say Spotify. We haven't gotten to Spotify yet. We will be, though. We're working that out. And you can find the individual tracks. We did not release it as an EP, but the individual track names are... I'm just going to name them, mm-hmm. if that's fine. Um, Blindfold, one word, Mirage, and Aura of Apology. Those are the three song names. And the band name is, again, Violet Meridian. And we would be super stoked if y'all checked that out. And Colin so. plays percussion on all yes, I uh, Yes, I play drums. Uh, Nicole Kelly play or Nicole Kelly sings and plays guitar. My friend from school and another friend who graduated from my school, Austin. Uh, he plays bass. So okay, we would greatly appreciate some views. And um, once again, we did do another little contained podcast called uh, Decoding Devs. Yes, um, based is like a very very hardcore deep dive on the show Devs, which is on uh, FX Hulu. And it is an amazing show, and please support it, because it did not get the Emmy recognition that it should have. Uh, yeah, it was really <laughs> upsetting. So, if you uh, have some spare time still, check that out. And yeah. then, um, once again, next week, I think next week I will be on Girls with Sabres on their live stream, and I have a couple, or I have an article on Clashing Sabres um, online blog. Sure. Pertaining to cursed. Yeah, and that's right. Star Wars and how they relate. Exciting! So, You're getting around. Literally everything we could possibly plug. You're getting around, bro. Bro. <laughs> I haven't even left the house. Publication. But... I know. <laughs> that's the good I guess. part. Your yeah. works are getting. Your 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 uh uh. You're just your artistry. Oh yeah. Your professional. Super artist. Around. I'm super artist. Yes. Um, so anyway, please check all that stuff out if you are so inclined, and we will see you next time for the throne rooms of the sequel trilogy. Hey, Colin. Yo, mom. See you around, kid. Peace. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. 
All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regents podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.